Hey, welcome to Real Nerds 2011 Film Explosion. Uh. <laughs> my name's Ryan. To my right is James. To my left, Brad. And we are recording before a live studio audience. Um, yeah, so 2011, I thought was a good year for movies, and um, Brad doesn't, doesn't agree. But um, no way. I thought it was average. About as, about as interesting as last year's. Really? I, really? Because I yeah. here, here, like. I mean, there were good movies last year, too. But this year, when I got down to my top three, maybe even four, I just sort of stared at them for, like, 15 minutes and could not figure out what to do. It was. It was a tough one. Like, I, I juggled my list a lot, and I was I loved the movies towards the end of the year. Well, that's um, what I'm saying. It's like, this year, was, there was no, like, clear frontrunner for me. Like, say, The Dark Knight in 2008. It was all just like, yeah, here's six movies that I really liked, and the other four, also good, but... I'm just rounding out so the top So you're 10. saying that because there wasn't one movie that was better than the rest, this year was shitty because there were a lot of movies and they were all really good? They were all... doesn't make any sense. There's oh, no, like, amazing movie to me. <laughs> I got you. No, I got you. I got you. I don't understand what the shit yeah. he's talking about. Anyways, no so does. we are going to start with... Our top tens? Not our top tens. Oh, okay. It, it's we're gonna go with James the awards. Read the Facebook page. Read the Facebook hey, no, page. I did. I was leading. It was a, it was a segue. Come on. <laughs> um, He's trying so to get the podcast we, uh, done faster. We all, we all, did. all right, and that's enough for this year. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we did. Uh, we have some awards to hand out. Now we might all have a different pick for these awards. I think um, we should try to talk about it and pick one. Asterisk, there's no actual physical award to give out. Yeah, there is no actual physical <laughs> award. No, no, there is. They're all in the mail already. You'll yes. get them as um, soon as you listen to this podcast. So this first award is the best movie people did not see. What? Uh, I got a couple written down, but there's a clear winner of this one. Okay. Uh, um, the ones I've gotten written down are Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, Super, and Attack the Block. I agree with you. Um... You got another one? No, actually, I, I wrote Super as the one choice. That's the one choice yeah. for you? Is I, there were some other ones I thought of this morning, but I decided to just stick with the one I thought about all week was Super, yeah. Really? Because, actually, when I was doing the research, um, it only made, like, $300,000, but it cost $2 million or $16 million or oh, $2 million no something to, really? to make. Yeah, it, it was in the millions to make. Oh, wow. So, as far as other movies that, that I read that people didn't see, there wasn't that much of a gap in... That's kind so of that's weird, the bigger travesty. I watched that movie. There are not sixteen million dollars in that movie. <laughs> I, I was wondering. I mean, Fox's there's a scene where Jesus, right, where God comes down and pokes him in the brain, but that was not worth sixteen million dollars. <laughs> Spoilers for people who haven't seen Super. It might just be two million. That I happens. hope it's two million. I hope it's two million. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Okay. But still, that's like three hundred thousand to two million. Like, it, oh, yeah, not even DVD sales are gonna get that back. Hopefully, no, on demand. Uh, you know what? If James Gunn doesn't make another movie, that's okay. Oh <laughs> no! I James Gunn's like, oh, this this real nerds podcast. I want more <laughs> movies like Super. No, no, I, it's true. I I do want him to make more crazy fucking shit that I won't understand. Um, but no, I honestly I made this category and I made it because Tucker and Dale versus Evil needs to be is the winner. The, is what I picked too. And Attack um, the Block. Attack. The, but here's the thing: more people saw Attack the Block. Yeah. Like Attack the Block had a lot of buzz around it and made made all of its money based on the fact that everybody was talking about it and ev- you know everybody from Edgar well obviously Edgar Wright all of those people in Hollywood are talking about that movie nobody's really talking about Tucker and Dale and Tucker and Dale if it had been released wide in a regular theater would have done great mm-hmm. honestly like that movie is a good solid film that like it would have had I a mean, soft opening but I think it, word, word of mouth would have yeah, I think oh so absolutely too. and, what, what's cool and for how cheap movie, it was it totally would have been good but. it's basically one joke the whole movie yeah is you know it's these kids that are trying to do something 
they're douchey college kids as in every horror movie and the you know creature for example yeah the hicks are misunderstood but that's played with like such um awesomeness by the actors in it that it you really get you know the sense of that it's a funny movie and they tried really hard and it's just goofy and i love it yeah no that's great so that's my are you okay with that if we pick that as a movie yeah that's fine the best movie people didn't see is tucker and dell winners is evil and if you haven't seen that movie seriously you have to go see Aaron you saw that movie I did I saw it a couple days ago you're on the internet now yeah seriously it's great it's really good it is great the next one the next two James thinks it should be the same one but I actually have different opinions on this Um, this is the I want my ten dollars back award and for me it was Creature still okay yeah I'm gonna fight you on this because all right, the other, the other, well, yeah, the other movie in this on this list is obviously Twilight. Yeah, and that's well, the worst movie. The Twilight Saga, The Breaking Dawn, Part One. You know it's why? Part, you yeah, know why Twilight's one. the worst movie of the year? Is because it's a movie that's made tons of money. People like it, and it's made by people who know better, and yeah. they still make shitty fucking. And movies. it's giving people seizures, like it's physically hurting people, <laughs> not just emotionally and psychologically hurting people. But here's the thing. I disagree with you here, and I think that there should only be one category, and they should both be given to Twilight, because I want my $10 back for Twilight, because I don't want to feel shitty about the fact that I gave $10 to Twilight. (laughs) Like, Creature, horrible movie, made by morons who didn't have enough of a budget to even kill the creature in a more creative way than with a sinkhole, all right? But still, I'm okay giving them money. Because at least they they went and they did something. It wasn't good, but they went and did something I can agree <laughs> yes. with. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree, but it, the worst movie ever is Twilight. Because, like I said, it's yes. it's made by people who know better. And Bill Cundin's an Oscar winner. And he, you know what I mean? And it's and the, and the whole movies give me headaches, and I can't stand them. And they're terrible yeah. for women. They're ter- I got $10.50 of movie out of that movie. Yeah. That movie was hilarious. <laughs> I agree. That's the thing. I, I feel that way about Creature, too. Like, Creature is really funny. Uh, I mean, it's bad, and I hate the fact that we saw that instead of The Help, but still. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, Brad, what do you think the worst movie of the year was? Um, well, I didn't see Twilight, so I can't ask for my $10 back on that one. So um, I wrote down several worst movies of the year. Uh, the Rum Diary was boring as hell. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> um, I, had, I had that on the list, too. Immortals was brain dead to me. Uh, no, Creature, but not the, not Cre- the worst. Hey, my list. Creature. <laughs> uh, obviously, Creature was terrible. We all mm-hmm. we spent an hour and a half on that. Um, Pirates 4 oh, yeah. was better than those three, but still just... Given how good think, the other ones were. I think were, the Pirates 4, yeah, but you just hit it on the head. Pirates yeah. 4 just fits into a different category that we'll get to later. Yeah, it's just like uh, a lame, a lamer version of, yeah. Yeah, no, it's I agree. It's just lazier, yeah. I guess. And then uh, Sucker Punch was, again, like, immortals to me. I was just kind of sitting there. There's parts of the movie where I was just, like, looking at the wall because it was so uninteresting. And, I think there's really cool shit in that movie. I think it doesn't fit. I think narratively that movie falls apart. We didn't yeah. talk about it on the it's podcast. It's stylish for sure, but yeah. narratively think, it's yeah. just like I can't. I certainly, I could, never, I could never justify calling that the worst movie of the year. Um, I think based on what you guys are saying, I think we keep it as two categories. We make $10 you want back, Creature, and worst movie of the year, Twilight. I agree. Okay. Brad, okay. W- Ryan wins. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. I um, our audience. Yeah. Oh yeah, they all ran away. <laughs> they all ran away. Isn't that boring already? All right. <laughs> um, so the next one is actually getting into good things. I have the best actress of the year. Um, 
my my nominee is Rooney Mara from The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo mm. because I thought I she am, was a cool heroine and she commanded the screen and I thought she's really cool in the movie. I have I've got a, I've got a few on my lists and I'll end with the one that I think should win. Uh, Emma Stone is on here because she's in a, a couple of really great movies this year. Uh, Rosie Huntington Whiteley is just on here as a nomination, <laughs> just because I think I think she I think she should get a nomination, but only because she let Michael Bay shoot a, shoot up up her skirt, literally up her skirt. Uh, but the person I think should win is Elle Fanning. Honestly, Elle yeah. Fanning just uh, the most memorable moments from this year I think were from her, and because of amazing things that she was able to do. You know, we talked about it on the podcast, but. She is not only able to play the, her character well, she is then able to, uh, like in the scenes where they're making their movie, play that character well as well. I mean, yeah. she, she steals every scene she's in, in one of my favorite movies of the year. Good one. Yeah, that was actually the front runner on my list, but the fact that, I can't believe I didn't think of Rooney Mara, because I think she's deserving too. Oh, so. absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. she's cool. she so, is really fantastic. But yeah, she Elle just Fanning, doesn't, like... For her age, really sells. Yeah, exactly. The fact that she was so young, and she, like, Rooney Mara definitely transforms into that character for me, but I don't, I never quite connected with her emotionally the way that I think I would have to. Um, so, yeah. that's, that's sort of the reason that uh, she wasn't my forerunner and then i also put ellen page for super on my list because i thought she oh yeah she, she was, was really playing good. a crazy ass <laughs> <laughs> comic yeah, book absolutely Sweet. uh so yeah. um i mean guess based on that that the award goes to l fanning i think that's um, good are you okay super, with it? yeah i'm totally okay with it yeah. i mean i just um had you thought of her when you were doing it uh no i did forget about yeah. her so I, I, I that's what i figured um i just yeah because I, mean, I, I had a hard time with the category because like we made the favorite actor category because we, Brian and I had somebody in mind for it. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, we, yeah, you know, for gender reasons, we have to have a favorite actress. But I had no idea. I was just thinking and thinking. And then as soon as I, I found her, I was just like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's totally it. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, you, you can't go wrong yeah. with her at all. You know what I mean? Oh, it was, that, it was amazing. Um, so the next is the best actor of the year. And um, my nominee is Ryan Gosling from Drive. It's Ryan Gosling. That's a good yeah. choice. Yeah, because he's yeah. badass in that. And he's really good in Crazy Stupid Love, too. He is, yeah. Um, and I, uh, I also had down Colin Farrell and, and Joel Courtney. Joel Courtney from uh, Super 8. But yeah. Colin Farrell in Fright Night is specifically good and stood out for me. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, a great character. Neither of those two should win, I think, over uh, Ryan Gosling. Brad, what did you think? I'm kind of shocked that you guys left out Michael Parks. He was oh, good. shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, but actually... Uh, I don't I, know, man. I actually put down Rucker Hauer for Hubbo the Shotgun <laughs> and Albert Brooks for Drive. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and Albert, Albert Brooks is good too. And, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And in a role, in a role that you don't usually expect from. Oh Albert yeah, Brooks. you don't expect him in that. At that all. one's a cool one. But yeah, Michael um, Parks really. Michael yeah. Parks, man. Um, <laughs> well, he's definitely nominated. That's yes. for, sure. Yeah, for uh, sure. Man, I don't know. For Red State, for the yeah, 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 yeah. Michael Parks is for Red State playing Aben Cooper. Yeah, Um, that was really amazing. It was good. Um, Wow, I don't know. Um, I still think Ryan Gosling because one, um, he kind of transformed from this pretty boy to, and he doesn't really say very much in Drive either. He's you know, really cool and um, yeah, menacing. Yeah, so um, because to some extent, like Michael Parks showed up and did just as good as he's ever done, you know? Like, Michael Parks uh, is pretty haunting and wonderful in that movie, but he's always been like that, and Ryan Gosling, to me, 
Like a year ago, if you'd said that name, I still think the Notebook. You know, <laughs> and all of a sudden this year, I'm like, yeah, fucking Ryan Gosling. I want him in more movies, and I I never would have expected that. Like I thought of him as such a chick flick kind of guy. Uh, that both of the roles, because even even though he's in a romantic comedy this year, that role is drastically different for him. Um, so yeah, I would still argue with Ryan Gosling. I don't know, like he just does, he stands out for me. Did cool. you? What do you think, Brad? I'm I I think he deserves to be on the list. So it's up to you guys. Make so the, final the best verdict. actor award goes to. Ryan Gosling. I think, yeah, I, I'm cool with that. Um, with a close second to Michael Parks, probably. Very close, because, yeah, you're right. He just. His, his I can't, and I can't believe I forgot his, about that, yeah. Because uh, so much of that movie relies on him uh, that without without that. See, I, just, I, I do too, but I think uh, Drive's a better movie. That's why I gave the nod to. Yeah, Ryan but Gosling. we're not voting on the movie. We're voting on the actor. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Anyways, what's um, the next category? I don't have any more categories. I was going to go into the top ten, but you have. A, oh, well, well we haven't done. Yeah, surprise. biggest disappointment. Oh, yeah. biggest disappointment. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, my the the two on here for me. One of them you won't agree with. The the big one for me is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Uh, the other one is Real Steel, but you guys won't agree with that. So uh, definitely not the Real Steel. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides for me. The hype was like. I had really high hopes for that movie because this time it wasn't it wasn't entrenched in all of the like the plot of that first trilogy. Like this time they they'd picked this good book about pirates and they were gonna shape that into a movie with Jack Sparrow in it. And I love Jack Sparrow, I still do. Uh, and I thought this is gonna be really cool. They're gonna take this good story, put this fun character in it, and it's really gonna be a fresh adventure. And it was clearly so rushed, and there was so much just bullshit in there about mermaids and just. It was insane. Like, plot lines that suddenly pop up and they're supposed to be important that were never there before. Um, and it was absolutely the biggest disappointment for me. I agree. Um, I, you know, the, the one thing is, the constant is, you know, Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. Um, but for some reason, when you have too much of him, it kind of takes away his yeah. mystique, if that makes any sense. Because when he's not on screen... Like in the first Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, he's kind of the background oh, yeah, guy. Absolutely. So when he comes back on, you're like, oh, I love when Jack Sparrow is around. But yeah. when he's, he's the comic relief. Yeah, when he's absolutely, the focus yeah. of the movie, he kind of loses his luster. And uh, yeah, I, I yeah. agree with you. I think it, it was probably the biggest disappointment for me. And was and that movie even set in the Caribbean? Or was it yeah, somewhere between. No, that is. I mean, the Atlantic. They, oh, well, for one thing, it's, it takes place in some of the same towns as the original movie. Like they. I think. Maybe oh, not. I thought it started London in England. Stuff, yeah. Oh, you're right. It does. But yeah, it's like parts of the Caribbean, but well, know, we're it, in I mean, yeah. Atlantic. I mean, that's that's getting nitpicky. Like, because to me, the problem is even more. Just, like, I I still believe that you could make a movie where the main character is Jack Sparrow, and it'd be really good. But my problem with that movie is that they somehow made all of the same mistakes that they made in the sequels, even though it wasn't even tied at. Even it wasn't tied to those movies, but it was still like, oh, here's this crazy stuff with mermaids, and here's this like over CG'd action like it, mm-hmm. it I, I didn't need that I just needed a fun adventure and, and they, they had zombies in that movie and they didn't even utilize them no. No, yeah no it was weird it was Brad um, did you ever any other big disappointments um I had uh three okay on my list um I have to be careful because they're not necessarily terrible movies but yeah. they were just not up to my expectations for yeah. instance source code was yeah. I think if it had come out in the early 90s, it would have been a really amazing movie. And it's not fair for me it's to judge it because... this year. Oh, yeah, no, it did. Um, I saw this movie at, like, a dollar theater with, like, I think a mono sound system. Oh. So it was really tough to hear. Yeah. Um, 
but I think aside from that even it's just I like Moon a lot because of its production design and like art style yeah and Source Code doesn't have that it's a it's a very straightforward um, thriller thriller yeah. so and I, I, mean, I was thinking I was expecting something a little more like the idea is creative but the actual execution of the idea doesn't look that creative yeah I got you so that was my disappointment on that and then uh, yeah I, I mean I like that movie but it was definitely not yeah if you were somebody who came to it there, there was a lot of hype about that movie because so many people liked like Duncan Jones um, who made Moon that's why you bring it up yeah uh, that I can see how that would that would end up on your list because it ends up just being sort of a thriller and yeah. the end the end is really cool I think yeah you're right. right the idea for that and they're talking about making a TV show I think that would be really cool but that movie just ends up being like meh whatever that's yeah. cool you know and again not the best environment to watch it in so it's just like yeah for sure uh, so yeah I wrestle with like am I really judging it right but then um, my other two are Green Lantern and <laughs> um, so you've got well, now wait. the best Bond director of the current films Martin Campbell Casino Royale and GoldenEye yeah um and then but did you really think that that movie was going to be great going in I didn't think it was going to be great but I thought it'd be you know it throws a monkey my disappointment is that it throws a monkey wrench into DC having future good movies because yeah because um, they put a lot of work into the that reception of it yeah being like meh yeah with yeah. a good with good talent behind it and it just turns out like that it's like and now the Avengers movie is coming out it's it just totally overshadows oh. any like I'm not looking well, forward to a Justice League movie like I don't really want one but yeah. still it's like getting other movies other than Batman and Superman is super tough now I think yeah well that's because DC sucks balls <laughs> uh, they just they know they do DC sucks and Superman is the worst superhero in the world Ooh, I'll fight you you know who's the greatest superhero of all time Spider-Man Batman. Spider-Man aww <laughs> actually yeah Batman's not a superhero so this yeah, is true right. this is true he's just a hero um, and then my other one was Cowboys and Aliens. Another enjoyable movie, but it has Harrison it's, Ford in it, and he's good in it. Yeah. But the fact that the public was, again, unreceptive to Harrison Ford in Crystal Skull and Morning Glory, it's just like it damages my ability to see Harrison Ford on screen more yeah. often. Yeah. So I know, I know what you're saying. My um, biggest, it's funny. I, I kind of am glad you talked about this because I wanted to talk about this because it's not on my top ten. Uh, it's actually... I haven't written my top 20. It'll come out sometime in the next week. Uh, it's not in my top 20 either. And the reason is, as much fun as I have with that movie, and I saw it in theaters twice, I, when I think of that movie, I still can't not think about the one big plot point in that movie that I hate. There is a, there is a turn in the middle of that movie that I hate so much, and it just tarnishes the way I feel about the movie. Still a lot of fun. Still way better than people are saying. We spoiled it on the oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. When you find out that Olivia Wilde is an alien, that scene you is so really clunky. You don't spoil it because, I mean, it's in the trailer. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, yeah, if you've seen the trailer, when you're watching the movie, you go, oh, she comes back because naked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. She's um, pretty. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I can see what you're talking about. She's good about. with what she's got, but like, yeah, that plot point is just like. Yeah, totally. It's, but that's still the it makes, is, yeah. it makes the ending convenient. Yeah, exactly. It makes them get, gets them an easy way out of the movie. Absolutely, I agree. So, all right. So those are my disappointments. And you guys didn't do surprises. Uh, I didn't do surprises. I, did I, surprises. I didn't really have Wait, any. Ryan, did you have a disappointment? Uh, no, it's pirates. Pirates. And... Oh, so no one did surprises. No, because no. my surprise is actually in my top ten. So, oh, really? Yeah. Good. Cool. Um, well, that was rattle off. I was surprised with um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes was better than I thought it would be. Um, nope. Real Steel was better than I thought it would be. Nope. Um, Moneyball. And Green Hornet, 
You know what, Green Hornet? I think is a little underrated. Absolutely. I will totally agree with you there. I really wanted Green Hornet to get onto my top 20, and it didn't. But that movie was really fun and is yeah. well-written. And I would really love to see a Green Hornet 2, though it will never happen because yeah. they dumped that movie. <laughs> um, and then Hugo was totally not what I thought it was going to be. and it was, I was pleasantly surprised that it was more about the history of film than yeah. just a the dopey children's enough. movie. <laughs> I agree. I agree, sir. Yeah, uh, it wasn't that good, but it's still like it's amazing. I expected like, you know some just yeah stupid I, I think kids. You're right. Yeah, honestly, Special Hugo Hugo was on Hugo was on my biggest disappointments list. Um, and then Sherlock Holmes, I was yeah actually expecting Sherlock Holmes is pretty good. It's actually really fun. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I, did you guys not like? I haven't gotten a chance to listen to last week's um, because of everything going on. Uh, did you guys like the first movie? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was all right. I just my disappointment is the lack of actual detective work. Like, oh yeah, I like to follow along and try to solve the mystery myself. But it yeah. seems like with these movies, those these, the, it's just like those movies are definitely more of a sort of thriller. Kind of. And the truth is, with Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes has never been that kind of mystery. Sherlock Holmes has always been, even in the books, they're more like uh, he, they show you all these things, and at the end, he connects them all for you in ways that you never really could have necessarily seen. Sometimes you'll get suspicious about things, but they're never that kind of mystery where, like, oh. if you're really smart, you can put them together. Um, it's just kind of the the unfortunate thing about, the, you know, he was always trying to wow people. Um, I like how the Sherlock TV show does it. <laughs> yeah, Sherlock the it's TV. But even, even then, they're sort of telling you how he's thinking and how he's connecting things together. Hmm. Um, so it's the same kind of thing where it does. I don't feel like it's that the same kind of mystery where you can put it together yourself. Uh, anyway. Anyways, so yeah, those are our awards we handed out. Yeah. The Film Splosion Awards 2011. What did we say as biggest disappointments? Pirates? Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. I figured so. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Because you didn't like it, yeah. All right, cool. Cool. Those are the awards. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. So now we're going into the meat of our podcast. (laughs) The Real Nerds 2011 Top 10. But there's lots of these movies. <laughs> twenty, right? Brad said there there's are twenty, 20 different, different, movies. different movies. Like in theory, if we all had different movies, we'd have thirty. But yeah. some of them overlap, so we have twenty. Let me ask you a quick question: Are Ryan and I's list the same, and then yours is just totally different? I was very surprised by your guys' lists. Are they? Yeah. They're are different. They, they're way. Are different. they really? Yeah. I don't know if they're way different, but they're not. I, I have a they're lot not of drastically different, and mine's not actually. And you don't know the order mine are, mine's in. You and I have one that Ryan doesn't have. And oh, okay. Then you and I have one that James doesn't have. Ooh. And then we each have three of the same between all of us. Like, all three of us have the three of the same ones. And yeah. then, um, yeah, we each have four. But anyway, anyway we'll, we'll yeah. get into it and we'll find okay, out. Sure. I mean, because uh, I'm excited to see what's on these lists. And my top ten movie of 2011 is Real Steel. Buddy, I got your money. It's right here. Oh, good. But Charlie, you're uh-huh. losing your belt. Wait, Charlie, hey. I can't hear what you're saying. What was he like? As a boxer, Charlie was the top contender number two in the world. Then the fight game changed. With you. No, you're not. I'm either coming with you or you're fishing for your keys in the sewer. Oh my god, that was close. Duh. Whoa! Stubborn kid. This ain't a video game. This is for real. <laughs> Let's make some money! No, no, no I just need a little loan. 
As much as I like you, dude, you're a bad bet, brother. Give it up, Charlie. You got nothing left. What are we looking for? Anything I could use to put a fighting robot together. I think there's a whole robot in there. I've never seen anything like it before. Can we get him a fight? He's a sparring bot, built to take a lot of hits, but never dishing out any real punishment. His name is Adam. Get him a fight. You know you're bringing him home in pieces, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's smaller and weaker. He's gonna get his ass kicked. I need you to teach him to box. Are you kidding me? You know this fight game inside and out. He needs your moves, your commands. Uh, I can't, I can't. Yes, you can. And I know I've done all kinds of wrong by this kid. I'd just like to do one thing right. Great fight, fellas. Remember this name, Adam. Adam! This bot is one to watch. I'm trying to see a better side to you here, Charlie. It's not easy. So I picked Real Steel because it's actually the biggest surprise movie for me this year. Because um, seeing the trailers, I was like, uh, you know, it's just robots fighting. But to find out, it's actually a story about a father redeeming himself through his son and all that jazz. I really enjoyed it, and I know James didn't like it. No, it's not that I didn't like it. It's funny because what you just said is the opposite of me. Because me, I was like. A movie where there's boxing robots? I have to see that. That's going to be great. You know? Like, I was excited by the premise. So then when I showed up, I was like, the, like the, the, the heart story that you're talking about is really good, but it never quite connects with me, and that's the only reason why, mm. you know. Um, but I really liked it, and surprisingly, I didn't think I'd enjoy it very much. And when I was making cool. this um, list... And my wife saw it. She said, oh, that movie was stupid. It was so boring. <laughs> All right. I didn't know Real Steel was boring. But um, I, I really loved Hugh Jackman. And I, I'm a big fan of Hugh Jackman. Oh, absolutely. And He's he, always good in everything he does. And um, the little boy was amazing in it. Yeah. And So it was just, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper was really good in that movie. <laughs> and just, you know, the whole... I just liked it. I just thought it was a different kind of story. And... And it's cool to have one of those just come out of left field. Yeah, um, and that's that's why it made my top ten is one because I didn't expect it to be as good. And I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. That's neat. And I, I don't know. I just really liked it. I don't have a you know a real big reason why. I just you know it's just something I really enjoyed watching. Cool. That's fine. This, these are really about like these aren't these aren't our Oscar picks. Oh no, we're not I, picking no. best movie oh, of the year. We're just oh. picking the movies that each of us liked within 2011. Oh yeah, no, that's so. pretty clear. So yeah. it's, it's valid yeah. for you to have that on there. Oh yeah, yeah. No, if yeah. you enjoyed it, then it should be on there. Yeah, so oh, yeah. so that this is my whole thing. You know, I thought the robot fighting was cool. I thought the special effects were really good in it. It was just not well. It's it's on the top ten list for best special effects this year from the Oscars. It's cool. Like even they feel like, hey, that was actually pretty impressive. You know? oh, yeah. and it is. I yeah, the CGI the CGI for some of the robots, really good. Like yeah. a lot of them were practical, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't so, really, even that's pretty. There wasn't impressive. A ton, like a ton yeah. of. It wasn't a lot of standout CGI that no. took me out of the movie, so it deserves yeah. to be on there. So I just, I just really enjoyed it, and that's why it made my top ten. And um, very cool. Yeah, that's yeah. That's all I have to say Run. about that. So Brad, Brad, run to me, run to you, and yeah. Brad put together envelopes. Yes, with, <laughs> with the number ten. Those are cool colored envelopes, like burgundy yeah, or yeah, Merlot, I guess. Yeah, Merlot. Oh, are they really? I'm colorblind. They just look black. Color. 
It is. I tried to get black, but they didn't have black. And oh, then okay. I left with these and then realized I probably should use red because that's part of our color scheme. But Merlot is <laughs> The color scheme doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all on the internet. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Brad. So, Brad. Brad's that's why I wrote in silver instead of, like, printing because yeah. I was like, I'm going to throw these out. You, yeah. sir, are insane. All right. It looks oh. nice, though. I oh, love it. Does. it. Oh, no, it oh. does. It's really cool. So, Brad, he's going to open the envelope. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Insert should, sound effect. You should. Yeah, you should put in a ripping noise <laughs> yeah. in there for ripping open the... Yeah. <laughs> Here. There we go. So is Brad going to show us the card? Is, are we going to see it? No, this is my number be the 10. Number 10 ever. Is Enter the Void the director's cut? <laughs> Fuck. What do you have to say about that, James? <sighs> you cheat every year. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I brought my ticket binder with me. Uh, and I don't care. This I movie don't care. Here's the problem. It did come out in 2009 Brad, as you, Enter the Void. You unfairly removed a movie that I did come out in 2011 from your list cut. because you didn't see the movie until 2011. Like, that's my problem with it. I thought these were the movies that Talk we enjoyed about. seeing this year. And I saw no, this year. No, no, no. These are the movies that we enjoyed as seeing the director's cut, from which this was year. released this year. I hate you. I, hate I saw you. it on January 24th of <laughs> Sweet. 2011. So maybe right. we should roll the trailer. Do you remember that pact we made? Kind of. We promised to never leave each other. Never, ever. Never, ever. And if you die, I'll come back. You know that tomorrow's the anniversary of Mom and Dad's death? Tibetan Book of the Dead? I'm assuming it's about death. It tells you how your spirit comes out from your body after you die. At first, you can see all your life reflected in a magic mirror. And then you see these lights, all these different lights of all different colors. Alex is going to make you a junkie. I know I'm not a junkie. Come on. It's not your friend. We're going to be like a family from now on. Just you and me. Promise to never leave each other, no matter what. So Man, wait, what? The I forgot. That I forgot how obnoxious that trailer is. Wow. Oh. So, uh, what's the movie about, Brad? Just it's about drugs. The movie is about yeah. Well, this kid he's running drugs in Japan, and um, he gets caught, killed, and then basically the rest of the movie is his perspective of all the lives um, he's surrounded by, and he follows like his sister's life after he's dead, and his drug dealing friend's life after, and then all these other interconnecting side characters. Uh, he basically floats around 
and spies on everyone for how does how does he do that? Two hours. He's, dead. he's like a ghost. Yeah, he's a ghost. It's, it's, it's a, a ghost. Yeah, there are drugs. People on drugs made movies about drugs. Looks interesting. I'll never <laughs> see it. Does it look interesting? Yeah, you'll never yeah, see it. I'll never see it. I, I, you know, I kept meaning to see it back a year ago, uh, or a little <laughs> over a year ago when it came out, um, and I just never got around to it. Uh, I probably will. I still think that. I, don't tra- know, I have a hard I, time. I think with, that trailer's obnoxious. I have a hard time with movies like that. Like I don't like um, train spotting and stuff because yeah. it's that goofy kind of drug stuff. But yeah, well, that's not why I like it. I, well, it's well, on my list because, like, I don't. I don't really love the movie, but it's stuck with me because it's so bizarre like and like there's parts where it's really boring, like super boring. <laughs> but then there's other parts that you think as a filmmaker, like how did they do this? Because yeah. oh, like, the movie in, is one the... almost one continuous shot. Yeah, because it's through his eyes like the whole time after he dies. Hmm. So, Even in the trailer, there are things where like they'll do things. I'm like, wait, how did they get that shot? Like, how yeah. did they? Yeah, yeah, he weird. floats up like up in the air like airplane height and he goes through walls and just and like it seems like one whole scene is being acted out all at once so like the way when he enters another room you know these characters who you just saw at like this club are now back at their apartment and like you remember the conversation and then like it seems like it picks up where it ended and starts over again Mm -hmm. it's just a very bizarre experience and kind of like it's something that you haven't seen before it won a lot of technical awards last year yeah so, but <laughs> did you hear what he just said? <laughs> All right. Anyway, my point's good. Congratulations! It won awards. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, I, like I said, I'll check it out eventually. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. I love different movies, except for that one. <laughs> uh, oh, so there, there was. It looked the... like there's nudity in it, so that might be a selling point. <laughs> there's a lot of nudity. There's oh, a there? CGI penis. Oh, oh that's, not the, that's not the kind. Of, that's not the kind. <laughs> of so suck it, James. James, that ticket again. Well, it's right here. My number, my number ten is a movie from this year, actually. Uh, <laughs> Advent- the Adventures of Tintin. Years ago, secure the cargo. A power that could have changed the course of history was lost. Generations have searched for it. Snowy, look at this. It was long claimed the ship was carrying a secret cargo. But no one has found a clue until now. The model ship conceals a clue to one of the greatest secrets in all history. I'm warning you. Get out where you still can. These people do not play nice. I will find that ship, with or without your help. Thanks. I'm Tintin, by the way. Haddock. Archibald Haddock. Someone's locked the door. The key, Snowy. Not the sandwich. The keys. How could you let them escape? If Sakharin finds the ship before we do, it's over. This isn't just a ship. Yours, vengeance. Tintin. Okay. 
This may sound crazy, but I've got a plan. Excellent. Did you hit anything? Oh dear. Run! We're not there yet! No! You looked a little cold, so I lit a wee fire. In a boat? Well, this is a fine mess. Nice. Yeah, this is a movie like it. It sort of teetered on the edge because as much fun as I had with this movie, it wasn't a movie that really uh, sort of hit my soul the mm-hmm. way that I usually want the movies on my top ten to be, which we will get to later. Um, <laughs> but it was still it's so much fun. It was fun to see, uh, you know, the way that that movie shot. And I don't want to spend too much time on it because we talked about this a couple weeks ago. But seeing Steven Spielberg sort of unchained and what that means was really interesting. Yeah, it was a whole cool. lot of fun. Uh, and I've, now I've gotten into reading the books, and I see Ryan has too. I have. Um, and so that was kind of <laughs> cool, too. The books are good. They are. They're it, really fun. It's, like, really fun. Like, I, yeah. I, I was reading it. I mean, I have the one where he dresses up like a black guy and gets drunk and gets shot at, and it's it's pretty yeah. interesting. So. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, anyway, yeah. that's my Tintin. <laughs> so, Wait, yeah, The Adventures yeah. of Tintin, I, you know, it was teetering on with me because yeah. I think it's the best animated movie of the year. And it was... Uh, I don't... I know you don't, but uh, I, I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a cool. It movie. was funny whether you say that because I had a hard time because it is, it looks so good. It does that I had a, you know, the other movie, the other animated movie on my list. I, I kept trying to move it around and figure it's just hard to move, you know, get everything situated right. So, so nice. I, I, right. I like the surprise one. So we all had surprises at number absolutely. ten. Oh yeah, absolutely. Brad from a year ago and um, <laughs> me and James from this year. This year, this is this uh, year. Right. I saw this year, I have proof right there. All right. Anyway. On to number, our number nines. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. My number nine is... Drum roll, you're getting the sound effect? Yeah, it's happening right now. Oh, that's awesome. My number nine is Fright Night. Hey, Mom. Hey, just checking in. What's you up to? Uh... Adam Johnson. Adam. You know, Adam's missing, right? Right, kids aren't coming to school. It happens all the time. I don't know if you're paying attention to roll call, but he's not the only one that's gone. You're nuts. This is my son, Charlie, and his girlfriend. Hi. So Jerry is our new neighbor. Hey. Hey. Now listen to me. We dropped up all the disappearances. That's you right there in the center next to his house. I really hate to be the one to tell you this, but that guy, your neighbor? Jerry. Yeah, he's a vampire. <laughs> that is a terrible vampire name. Okay. Jerry? I've been watching you. Your mom, there's a kind of uh, neglect, gives off a scent. And your girl, she's ripe. It's on you to look out for them, because there are a lot of bad people out there, Charlie. What's that? I'm an end hammer. 
he's gonna end me. That's how it's gonna be. was awesome oh man um i another one of the surprises for me um i actually got more on board with the movie when i found out who was making it and who it was written by Absolutely. and then when you see colin farrell's character in it is amazing i actually one of my favorite scenes from this year was when he was trying to borrow beer from charlie yes and he was you know he couldn't cross the threshold but it still had that like tension in it yeah oh man it's amazing it's funny now that we think about it that should have been my biggest surprise of the year because i am so not a horror guy and so going into that movie i was like okay this is the one that like they went to see transformers i'm gonna go see this movie that I, I, you know <laughs> it'd be fun whatever and then i walked out and it was some of the most fun i had all year uh it really i actually texted ryan earlier this week we tried not to talk about our lists with each other yeah. you know beyond what we needed to but i texted ryan and i was like is Fright Night on your list? Because I want to talk about it, but I just can't get it on there, and it's killing me. Uh, it ended up as my 13, but I was I was really trying to get it to number 10 instead of 10-10. I was trying so hard. Yeah, uh, and it, that's that, to me, that's shocking for you because I know you do not like horror movies yeah. at all. And I, I keep meaning to buy it. It'll probably be the first actual horror movie that I own. But that, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And that's and that's cool, and that, that's why I think it speaks to me, too. And it was fun. Like, the movie's oh, yeah. fun. Oh, absolutely. And it, I just, I enjoyed it, and I, I love, you know, Colin Farrell, and I think he... If, if the movie was more well respected, which it should be, I mean, it got good reviews, but yeah, he'd be nominated for best actor in a movie, I think, oh, yeah. because he was awesome in it. Yeah, he was. Anything and really, to add, Brad? really no, well I didn't written. see Fright Night, so you didn't. Oh, no. you weren't there with us. No. Oh shoot! You should totally check it out because you actually like horror movies. Mm, I some horror movies. <laughs> you like more horror movies big, than I. I'm like. not as big a fan as he is, but well, yeah, no, I know. I do but what I'm Fright saying, yeah, and saw and stuff. I, you're a bigger fi- fan than I am. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's really that's a fun movie. It is. It's cool, and no. you don't need to see it in 3D. No, I didn't see it in 3D, but no, yeah, whatever. No, no, no. Well, it was post conversion. <laughs> Nobody needed to. But yeah, it's some great moments. So, uh, Brad, number nine. Number nine. Here we go. Envelope number nine. <laughs> this is from 2006. <laughs> <laughs> Children of Men. <laughs> um, I guess it could be considered last year because it did come out in Japan first. It's Evangelion 2.0. You, you cannot advance. Ah! Which was released this year in America. All right.
damn it, Red. So uh, um, I just have to ask, what is the appeal? I never got into anime, so I never understood what's so cool about it, and why did you like this movie? Um, well, it's not necessarily it's anime. I just I liked the show mm-hmm. growing up, mm-hmm. even though I was like in college when I first saw it. Yeah, it's very hard to follow, um, but you know the action's really cool and the animation's really cool. Um, it's on my list because these movies are a remake of the show in four parts and this is the second part mm. and the first one I saw a couple of years ago when it came out and it was you know an updated version of the first four episodes episodes of the show mm. this came out and I watched it and for about the first third of the movie it's just a cleaner better tighter version of the show and then it totally veers off on a different tangent and becomes a totally different thing it's not like the show anymore at all Hmm. It's like an alternate universe version of the show. Yes. And so something I kind of thought I was going to go in and relive is suddenly a cool remake of yeah. the show. So it's on my list because I was surprised awesome. that that's something cool. I ex- you know expected to kind of just, you know, I already know what's going to happen, and they totally throw it on its side, and yeah. I'm engaged in this new thing that's based on this you know, it, thing I already enjoyed. Of, it's always been the kind of anime that I have a hard time with because, like, there's some that I really enjoy, you know, your the the sort of what what the hardcore people would call the mainstream, you know, foo foo like the cowboy bebops and stuff like that that I think are really well written f- fun stories that then the fact that it is anime is sort of, you know, just instrumental to where it comes from, not necessarily part of the genre whereas Evangelion is really part of the anime genre where there's just fucking weird shit in there sometimes. <laughs> it's, um, it's and so that's why I always have a hard time with it. Half of the show is very cerebral. Like it's, yeah. it's almost like reading a book that's a study on the consciousness. Like naked lunch. Like, in existence. And then there's the other half of it, like robots fighting. Yeah. So mm. um, That's cool. Yes. Yeah, so I, I enjoy the robots fighting part more than the Shinji inside his own head trying to figure out what his place in the world yeah. is. And the animation, like, the animation on, on a movie like that, a big-budget movie, is always really pretty. Um, yeah. So I can understand how you'd ended up having yeah, it on your list. They've updated the animation. It looks fantastic. Cool. Like there's cel-shaded animation compared to the old show, which is completely hand-drawn, I think. Hmm. So, yeah, that's why that's on there. So that's my nine. What's your nine, James? Well, my number nine was actually my number ten. And then I watched it again the other day, and I was like, nope, this has to be nine now. Uh, and my number nine is a movie we didn't see. It's a movie called The Help. Sorry, I'm late. <gasps> We didn't ever think you'd leave all Miss. It does take four years, Jolene. I got a job today, writing for the Jackson Journal. Great. You can write my obituary. Charlotte feeling dead. Her daughter still single. Does this dress look homemade? I reckon when you finish it won't. Thank you. She look like the winning horse at the Kentucky Derby. I've drafted the Home Health Sanitation Initiative. The what? A bill that requires every white home to have a separate bathroom for the help. Maybe we should just build you a bathroom outside, Haley. Minnie? Hey, Abeline. Hey, Minnie. Mm-hmm. These women raise white children. We love them, and they love us, but they can't even use the toilets in our houses. Minnie, are you in there? You said to write about what disturbs me, particularly if it bothers no one else. I'd like to write something from the point of view of the help. I want to interview you. No maid is ever going to tell you the truth. That's a hell of a risk to take in Jackson, Mississippi. Courage! 
isn't just about being brave. It's about overcoming fear and daring to do what is right for your fellow man. What changed your mind? God. And Miss Ellie Holbrook. I'm gonna help with your stories. We all are. Y'all brought me into this, but I'm gonna finish it. Have you lost your mind? No, ma'am, but you about to. It's quite scandalous. Sounds like Jackson, if you ask me. Do I have plans for her? You are godless woman. We're going done in now. Uh, so, here's the thing. This movie sh- should be... No, I'll go the other way. This movie is what all of the really crumbly family dramas want to be. This is what the Blind Side wants to be. It's yes, it's about race and it's about all this stuff, but it's really at its core, it's a historical piece. Uh, it's got really well-written characters at the center of it, and it's written in a way that is, in my mind, ethical enough that it's aware of the issues that it's dealing with and the standpoint that it's coming from. And what I mean by that is, uh, too often there are movies like this that, that are like, oh, here is black people in a bad situation, and here's this white person who comes in, speaks for them, and gets them out of it. Mm. And this movie is very much not that. And um, the writers obviously know that, and there's even a scene that that gets at that that, I, that idea. I was going to say, because that was like one of the biggest fears I remember reading about what people were saying is, it's you know a story about black people told through the point of view of a white person, and why right. you have to have a white person always say it. So it's interesting they say that they, um, they yeah, kind no, of get around that. They they specifically address that 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 issue in the movie. I mean, it's not that obvious if you know to look for it. You go like, oh man, they have, and and it, it's a couple things. First of all, the fact that uh, Emma, uh, Emma Stone's character Skeeter uh, is always very humbled by the other women in the movie. Um, so the truth is, I wouldn't even compare this at, to like The Blind Side. I would compare this to more like Steel Magnolias or you know those sort of women movies um, that are all actually really fantastic. And mm-hmm. if you get a chance to check them out, they're really good. Uh, Fried Green Tomatoes uh, is another one. Um, so yeah, it, this movie is really fantastic. Uh, I, man, I was moved by a scene in one of the features, special features on the disc that I watched the other day, because he, uh, Tate Taylor was telling the story, the director and the, the screenwriter is telling the story about how nobody wanted to make this movie with him as the director. He's actually close friends with the woman who wrote the book, and yeah. they grew up together. Um, nobody wanted him to be the director. He directed, like, one feature and one short film, and then uh, Steven Spielberg comes in and <laughs> talks to them, and then is like, yeah, no, you get to be the one. And that, that moment where I was like, Steven is always the guy who stands he up does. for those guys and is like, no, you can do this. Absolutely, anybody can do this, you know? And I was just so moved. I just watched the Back to the Future and they, <laughs> he did the same thing where they oh, couldn't man. get financing for it. And he's like, well, Steven Spielberg says we can do it. And Spielberg is so he, cool. He's like the hero of movies, isn't he? Oh, and he was a big deal this year, man. He was. Um, but anyway, that's my number nine and you should really check it out. Yeah. I, you know, I know there's a lot of stigma around it. 
Um, and you're going to have some preconceived notions about it, but... I'll see just because it has Emma Stone in it. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I love Emma Stone. You'll, I think you'll be really pleasantly surprised. And also, this year, Bryce Dallas Howard decided she's only going to play hardcore bitches in every movie <laughs> she's in. It. And it's great, because she's good at it. Um, anyway, that's my number nine. Lovely. Um, my number eight is the God of Thunder, Thor! So we found it. Jane, I think you want to see this. You all right? You dare threaten me, Thor, with so puny a weapon. What? He was freaking me out. Where did he come from? Name? He said it was Thor? You know, for a crazy homeless person, he's pretty cut. How'd you get inside that cloud? Also, how could you eat an entire box of Pop-Tarts and still be this hungry? Just drink, I like him. Another! This is going on Facebook, smile. Your ancestors called it magic, and you call it science. Well, I come from a place where they're one and the same. But who are you, really? You'll see soon enough. God, I hope you're not crazy. Do you swear to guard the lives of the innocent and preserve the peace? I swear. I will destroy their kind. You can't kill an entire race and die with them. These people are innocent. I have no plans to die today. So yeah, this is one of the movies I saw that a Marvel movie I, I was actually most concerned about. Yeah, because it's the the scope of it's so big, um, the mythology behind it's so big, and it's it's co- uh, cosmic. Exactly, uh, it's a cosmic story. But and if you want to know how to tell a cosmic story properly, not like Green Lantern. Um, yeah, the Thor is a perfect example. Of, this movie total. I said it before. This movie totally ate Green Lantern's lunch. Yeah, because it was just like, um, oh yeah, this is how you do this, and it's. It's amazing. It is. It's an amazing movie. And Chris Hemsworth is really good in it as Thor. And, and Anthony Hopkins is Anthony Odin. Hopkins is uh. Odin. And Tom Hiddleston is Loki. I mean, yeah. the, the whole cast is amazing in it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I found out um, after I watched the movie, I actually, after I saw it again on Blu-ray, I went back and I read um, Loki's story from the Marvel Universe Encyclopedia. It is exactly the same <laughs> as it is in Thor. It's like Loki's story. And it's uh, So it's kind of cool that they... Followed verbatim, basically, yeah. and that it actually works. Yeah, like totally telling works. that story on film as basically as like a Shakespearean drama, yeah. which is what Shake, what Kenneth Branagh brings to it is like. All right, I'm going to tell this as a serious drama, 
it totally works. I mean, that movie the, is amazing. I, there, I was moved by scenes in a, a superhero movie. It's insane. Uh, I've talked. We talked about it on the podcast, but the scene where or maybe we didn't. Do did we do this episode? That this movie? We did. We did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the scene where Loki finds out that he's actually a frost giant and he fights with Odin is amazing. Like those those are great performances in a superhero movie. It is, you know, pleasantly surprised. Absolutely, yeah. Because I was scared by it too. Yeah. You know, so much, so many hopes were laid on the Avengers. You know, three movies before we were in there yep. that I thought, oh man, how are they going to pull off the war? And honestly, it's my favorite Avenger or Marvel movie. Nice. Yeah. More than like Spider Man or something. No, well, no, of the of the Marvel Avengers movie. I mean, like the Spider-Man movies are not Marvel Studios movies. No, it's they're, yeah, they're Thor. I like no. Thor more than Iron Man. Hmm. Absolutely, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that yeah made my list because it's awesome. It made my list too. Anyways, Brad, Brad, what's your number? Number eight. eight. Let's see. Pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs> These cards are killing me. It's so good. It's awesome. My number eight is Red State. <laughs> nice. You know what? So is mine, Brad. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, Let's absolutely. team up on this one, James. I know. This is how we do this. When we have the same number, we do it together. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, mine is, mine is Red State as well. Oh, so we haven't played the trailer. Here we go. Yeah, you know, I didn't put it on my top ten because I was hoping you guys would put it in there. Yeah, and it worked out. This is the one. This is the one where you're like, this should be here, but I gotta get something else. In yeah, there. yeah. I, I, did, I did some of those too. Uh, um, yeah, man, Red State was just, it was too good. Like I mean, it's mostly on my list because of uh, because you know, of part of the enjoyment of movies sometimes is the way you see them, and we saw it in a very special way. We did. Absolutely, the first time. Um, but you beyond that, to my too, house, seeing it wasn't as special as seeing it with Kevin Smith. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Very. What, what row were you in? You were in like the third or fourth row, right? Yeah, I got closer than you guys, but oh, I mean, man. not that much closer. But, yeah. You know, I asked him a question. That was you pretty did. Dope. You asked him the longest answered question. Yeah. Twenty minutes. Um, awesome. But yeah, that movie. It's it's part of why it's on my list, which I think is what you're about to say, was that it is such a sharp turn for a, for a director like that, um, and to have him do such a cool job. After it what just, nine movies, he's finally like, you know, taken he did, the leap he did of faith and like did something different, artsy yeah. and dramatic, and yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he had yeah. enough confidence in himself. And to granted, be like, he's no, got I'm a lot of help different. from David Klein, who's oh yeah, grown a lot more than Kevin Smith has in his career as a director of photography. But yeah, still, you know, that Kevin Smith is kind of like, you know, taking a left turn and trying something different. It's very brave and oh yeah, uh, and he does things in that movie as a writer that I respect quite a bit yeah. because there are things. Uh, I mean, he breaks so many rules writing that movie um, that it shouldn't work. That mm-hmm. that movie shouldn't function properly. Mm-hmm. And yet, 
at the end of the movie, you're still like, oh, yeah, no, we gotta, th- this is what we're doing now. This is where we are. And you realize that where you are now and the characters you're with are completely different. And you care about different things. And it, it causes you to sort of bring into question the preconceived notions about the issues that the movie is dealing with. Um, it causes you to look at those things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, growing up as a Christian and being one now still, uh, I have a, a very different relationship with that movie than probably most people do because it's it's dark and twisted and like there's a part of me that is totally ashamed of everything that Avon Cooper says in that movie because I'm just like no you you fucked it up like you totally fucked this up um, and yet at the same time to know that it's also in the real world just makes it it makes it so dirty and you just hate watching it sometimes and yet. At the same time, Michael Parks is so good that you love watching it the whole time. The you know? bad guy you love to hate, like you love to hate. Absolutely, yeah. you know, it's unbelievable that he could even pull that off. Uh, to, to me, it was like a, a Coen Brothers movie, especially how yeah. it ended. And I, that's like you know, some people were complaining about how it ended, but it was one of my favorite parts of the movie where it just ended, and they had you know um, John Goodman's character mm-hmm. talking to the other FBI agents mm-hmm. about what went down and. Actually, it wasn't my favorite part of the movie, but yeah, no, I yeah. thought that was the I, th- I think part when, myself, he, when he said some people complained it. about yeah. the ending, I think he was thinking of you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's really fantastic. I like this. The cell block scene is a great way to actually really wrap <laughs> yeah. it up. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I thought I, it was creative. I, huh? Sorry, no, you go ahead. Yeah, I you know a lot of the stuff in the movie is creative, like the uh, the way they kill some of the people, like. There was a story on the podcast about having to have a ram's head built. It was going yeah. to cost most their special effects budget. And I th- think the way that they use the saran wrap as a cheaper, cost-effective solution is actually a little more really sick cool. and twisted and more oh, yeah. interesting to watch. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, the, the movie is so unnerving in a lot of places because mm-hmm. he breaks so many rules and keeps you on your toes and guessing, mm-hmm. like, where is this going? And, yeah. you know, you don't get to follow any one character throughout the whole movie. You know, it's... All these things. Well, he also said that he didn't want anybody to be safe. And you wanted people to be uncomfortable, yeah. and he did a really and good job. And you totally feel that way, you know. Yeah. Like people, he even goes so far as to when you get comfortable with the idea that he's going to keep reintroducing characters and killing some of them off, he'll then introduce people like Kevin Pollak, and you think, oh, he's going to be a character now, and then he dies two seconds in, and you're like, wait, how did you just shoot Kevin Pollak? You know, <laughs> I, he's. It's unbelievable that he did the whole movie on weed, honestly, yeah. because at a certain point, I'm going, wow, he like. How did how did he craft all of this so well? And I think they shot in like a month too. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Month. So it's yeah. fast. It was way like low budget and yeah. yeah and it's, it's also partially on my list because of the way that he shot it and the way he distributed it and all of that stuff that was yeah. so indie, like indie beyond what normal what indie means now. Mm-hmm. Indie has become a mainstream thing now, yeah, and he was like, no, I I am part of what born this whole generation of indie film, and I'm going to take it back to its roots. In a way that you know, even the Coen brothers, I don't think, could really do it that way. Um, so it was really cool, and yeah, obviously seeing it with him there, yeah, yeah. man, it was an amazing experience, absolutely. So those were our eights, crazy eights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it, I did it, guys, I did. Oh man, you're not gonna say your seven is red state, are you? No. Okay. Onward to round seven. <laughs> <laughs> the most important person in this podcast number seven is <laughs> uh, crazy stupid love. 25 years of marriage and you have nothing to say? I'll just say it. I slept with someone. If you keep talking, I'm going to get out of the car. I think the fact that I did it, it just shows how broken we are. How much, how much we really... Oh my God! Help! 
a divorce? Yeah. Amy heard you crying in the bathroom. We all thought it was cancer. Oh. Thank God, man. Yeah, just my relationship. <laughs> Hi, can I buy you a drink? Uh-huh. Let's get out of here. Want to get out of here? What are you doing later? <laughs> I don't know. I do. There's lots of beautiful women in this bar, but I can't take my eyes off of you. It's time to go home. Oh, it's forward of you, but okay. Yeah. Should uh, I pull the car around? Have you been drinking? I'll drive. Hey, ladies man guy. Any tips of the trade? Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man. Let's talk about how many women you've been with. Sexually? Yeah, no. I mean breakdance fighting. One? No, not at one time. You gotta take control of your manhood, pal. Can you put on some clothes, please? Oh, I'm sorry, is this bothering you? No, it's not. Cal, my chiffon is in your face for 20 minutes. If it's not bothering you, we got a bigger problem. What do you wanna do with me? I wanna show you off to my ex-wife to make her really jealous. <laughs> oh, man! I met a girl, and she is a game changer. She's your soulmate, right? Go get her back. Wow, how old are you? <laughs> I'm in love with her, and I don't know what to do about it. I don't know when you and I stopped being us. You know, when I told you that I had to work late, I really went to see the new Twilight movie by myself. And it was so bad. Take off your shirt. Why? Will you take off your shirt? Seriously? It's like you're photoshopped. I'm really glad you got this on your list, because yeah. I didn't. No, I... I, I I'm not a, usually a, too big of a fan of romantic comedies. I mean, I have a few, and I enjoy some of them. But to this, to me, this is the romantic comedy that... Um, I don't know how to describe it, but it was different... And it was funny, and you actually loved all the characters in it. It's smarter. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, just pick up that same uh, like cookie cutter storyline. Yeah. But you know, give it some weird twist this time. Uh, and it all had fun stuff. And you know, one of my biggest fears when I went and saw it is in the trailer they show him talking to Julianne Moore, his wife, and uh, they're sitting in the hallway, and he says, "You know, I should have fought harder for you." Like, really, they're showing the end of the movie in the trailer, but that's, like, in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And they kept on going on, and um, the reveal of who Emma Stone is mm-hmm. is fantastic, and Kevin Bacon was really good in it, even though he wasn't in it very much. Um, it's a movie that I kind of put in the same league as, like, High Fidelity, where it takes it takes a sort of normal storyline that we've heard before, and then goes the next step, you know? Like, says, okay, well, here's what could be a happy story um, where, you know, all these two people... They, they're dating, they get separated, and then in the end they come back together. Yeah. But then it, ad- it adds in that last bit where it's like, no, no, no. In the real world, these people would have to actually deal with these issues and fix yep. those before they could go on. Um, and that's how I feel about that movie. Yeah, and it, the movie's so cool, and it just makes you... I mean, if you already didn't love Emma Stone, I mean, she's amazing yeah. in it. She and is. Every time I watch her, I'm just like, oh, she's so awesome. Yeah. If she could only be one of the most iconic characters ever in comic books, I'd be really happy. <laughs> uh, so yeah I love Crazy Stupid Love and Steve Carell's amazing in it and also too they kind of change it usually it's the woman who gets cheated on and um, yeah you know so they changed that and there's also some um, harsh lines in it you know um, when Steve Carell's moving out of the house and he says 
she says, when did we stop becoming us? And he says, well, maybe it's when you started sleeping with, uh, I forget the Kevin Bacon character's name, and oh, it's a really yeah. goofy name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's nothing to say after that, and there's that really uncomfortable yeah. moment, and it's he's right, I mean. Yeah, well, but at the same time, like, there are also things that Steve Carell's characters and other characters say that you know are the wrong thing to say. Yeah, Like, exactly. they, they make mistakes and, and, and don't just say things that tie things together. They are obviously mad and say the wrong thing and they hurt each other and you're like, oh, okay, well, but that's how people are. Um, sometimes. Whoa. Hello, Sorry. TV. No, you're good. What the hell? Wh- which one do you want? Uh, <laughs> have, a, have a TV. Just All turned right. off. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> to some... Porn music. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Here, let me put, let me put yeah. my pants back on. I'm sorry about that. All right. Um, so yeah, that's why I enjoyed the movie. It was it was just different, and it was cute, and it was funny. and a surprise and a surprise yeah, yeah. for sure. So yeah, cool. that was that was my number seven, Brad. I haven't seen it yet, so I think I'm gonna have to have uh, the help, crazy, stupid love party <laughs> <laughs> some weekend. What was the other Emma Stone movie this year? You'll have to watch that one too. <laughs> the hell i just said that no no i'm sure there was another one there were, oh. there had to be three or four emma Stone oh she movies. was in uh friends with benefits wasn't she no no she was in the no yeah no she's she in friends was, with benefits yeah. oh that's right yeah i yeah. heard about that yeah she wasn't billed well all right i think she's just a cameo. well she's in yeah she's a cameo she shows up and talks about how much she really likes uh who's that guy who sings that song about john your body mayer. is a wonder yeah she shows up and says she likes john mayer and then she's gone so that's the whole movie <laughs> yeah all right my all number right. seven your number seven is 50 50 Nice. You have cancer? They found it yesterday. They found it yesterday? Who found it? My cleaning lady found it in the back of my jeans. Who do you think found it? You're young. Young people beat cancer all the time. Every celebrity beats cancer. Dr. Dexter, Lance Armstrong, he keeps getting it. Oh, so you're my shrink? How old are you? 24. So what are you like, Doogie Howser? Who? Teenage doctor. Does he work here? I'm moving in. No, mom, no. I'm your brother, Adam. But exactly. Don't do it! I, I thought you said you liked to do it. Look weird. Come on, let's just do it. What do you use this for? They're body trimmers, so. What is that? Hello? Hey, it's Adam. What, what's going on? Um, she's probably having a nervous breakdown. What are your chances? It said 50 50. It's not that bad. You were a casino game. You'd have the best odds. Everybody's gotta live. You really think that a girl's gonna go for me just because I have cancer? For the millionth time, yes! I have cancer. I was wrong. Nice it was it you. was weird. It's yeah. weird like that. No, that's it's not. Too it, soon. it doesn't sound cool. Fifty fifty. Nice head. Can I touch it? You can do more than touch yeah. it. Very cool. It's a good choice. Who yes. knew cancer could be funny? <laughs> and also touching and, and touching. Oh yeah, you already knew that. But yeah. inside yeah. and um, we talked about this one on the podcast. It's a well balanced. Um, yeah, movie. It's, it, yeah, it's surprising. Like that movie can be that funny and like that vulgar and yeah, yeah, like that kind of comedy. But um, yeah, it's just just a smart, like smartly written and uh, you know, Seth Rogen's kind of like such a big personality now that you know, you, like you think he'd overshadow yeah, the whole movie, but he I doesn't. Agree. He's very like when he's in his scene, he does what he's got to do, and and that character, character is more than just like it's more than just Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah, he's not just like a comic relief. He's actually yeah. got some weight. Because that movie ends up really being sort of about the main character's relationship with him, uh, and that's it. It lays a lot on, you know, Seth Rogen could easily have done his like, "Hey, um, this time I'm the cop who's funny." <laughs> yeah, he could have done that and just laughed a lot, but he does he does a whole lot more. It's funny because actually, that's the same. That is also true in Green Hornet, uh, which yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, that movie's really good. Mm. Yeah, you know, my favorite scene in that movie is when he 
storms in on calls out calls Dallas out Price. yeah Bryce Dallas Howard you know and he's that's like, you yeah fucking bitch <laughs> oh man it's like if something like that has ever happened to you like you wish you had a friend there could that can exactly. do that for you because a lot of times too in movies when the friend finds out you know the friend should I tell him or not he just doesn't barge in and yeah. you know calls him he's out. like oh buddy I'm sorry that sucks yeah. let's you know and it's funny that you bring that up because it's actually this movie is on my list too but not yet <laughs> uh, and part of it is because that scene and specific, and that storyline with Bryce Dallas Howard is more complicated than it needs to be uh, and more realistic because of it. Like, they could have easily made her, like, this bitch who treats him like shit and then yeah. leaves. But the truth is, the way that it's written, you sympathize with her as she does it, you know? Yeah, it, like, she is, she's leaving him at a time that's worst in his life, but at the same time, you're like, yeah, this would be really hard on her, too. It's unfair of her to think of herself that way, but you're like, okay, no. Like, you're still shitty, and what you're doing is shitty, but I, I know why, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but also, too, he gave her, like, the shitty things. Like, you can leave if you want. And then if she left, she'd be like, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like he puts her in he weird her in situations situation, yeah. where you're like, ah, uh, yeah, I I understand that. But um, you know, that's where you're right. Where it comes like where it's you know true to life because I mean, if you got diagnosed with cancer, you're about to die, and you told someone who you're dating, you know, you can go. You don't have to stay here because I might not make it. I mean, what would that person do? They'd say, yeah. oh, I'm not going to leave. I mean, that'd be fucked up. But then you know, it'd be really hard on them. I mean, it, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like. It's amazing. His portrayal in his relationship with Anna Kendrick's character, like how she calms him through, like she, she's completely inexperienced. She's probably less experienced on how to deal with his situation than his current girlfriend, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. somehow she weathers through it. Yeah, it's just and Anna she has great Kendrick. boobs. I didn't know she had great boobs until <laughs> that movie. Anna Kendrick makes me swoon. She does. She's great. Yeah. It's really that is a movie that's like a sort of romantic comedy where two of my favorite people in Hollywood fall in love. <laughs> so I love that movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. My number seven. James, your number my seven. number seven. What is my number seven? I don't remember. Oh, my number seven is a movie you guys didn't see. Uh, my number seven is my favorite animated movie of the year, Rango. Doc, this hawk is dead. Circle of life. Who exactly are you? Name's Rango. <gasps> what is this? That there's Rango. Can't afraid of none of you. Is that right? Hold <laughs> better. You see them, Mr. Rango? People have to believe in something. Pick it up. Your destiny awaits. You are going to save us, aren't you? Count on it, little sister. Sheriff, we got a problem. This is my town. They done taken everything we got. So you want something to believe in? 
believe in that there sign. For as long as it hangs there, we got hope. Whatever you do, do not look down. I'm gonna give you fellas one last chance to reconsider. Make your move. <laughs> Hold on, don't worry, I got a plan. Help! Open the door! Okay, plan B. Rango's a, a weird movie. I can't tell everybody to see Rango. Uh, and I will say this, not for kids. I saw it in the theater. Most of the kids were bored and running around. Uh, but it's really cool. See, you know what's um, funny is I was going to watch that movie this week. I really was. I was at Redbox. It was there. I was going to get it. I'm like, I just cannot get this. I, for some reason, it just doesn't interest me. Yeah. And I really should have saw it. See, I mean, it was... It's really... And I then, mean... And the messed up part is, is because now Redbox is $1.20. I'm like, I'm not paying $1.20 for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you well, you should totally check it out. There's a couple of things. First of all, I think that story wise, it's really fun and inventive and mm-hmm. fresh. Like it's not like other sort of kids animated movies. Um, there's a lot of like referential stuff in there. Um, and but the big thing is that it's the first fully animated movie by Industrial Light and Magic. Um, they've never done like a you know they're well known for their CG sure. they've been doing amazing CG forever but this is the first time that they did like a kids film you know where the whole thing is animated it's animated uh, animals and stuff like that and it's it's really beautiful like there are times um, like yes Tintin also looks really good but this movie is surprisingly beautiful uh, just in in both the vistas and the way the characters are designed like the characters are still goofy animal kind of characters but the attributes on those characters are sometimes photorealistic you know mm. like maybe here's this character and he's like a mole right and so he's you know he's, he's an animated mole as far as his dimensions and everything are concerned but his mole nose that he has looks like a fleshy hairy ugly mole nose you know do you see what I'm saying yeah 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 it's like, not a dressed it's, up like cartoonish exaggeration of a mole like well it it is in that the the shape of the character and all of that is still like a cartoony version of that it's not like disney where they throw oh throw big eyes on it so people Uh, no 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 easier no some of no some some of them have big eyes that's not what i'm saying i mean Hmm. yeah well yeah i mean rango or no not rango but the other lizard in the movie has pretty big eyes uh like they're still caricatures of animals they're still anthropomorphized animals but the attributes on those animals like the like there's one guy who's like a bird character right and he doesn't actually look that much like a bird he's just very feathery but his feathers look like real feathers they move like real feathers that's what i'm saying you see what i mean like it's the attributes on the characters that look realistic um and so just for the animation standpoint i think you need to see it uh but it's also just really fun and, and different uh and johnny dip is really good so anyway yeah, it's. I wanted to see it when it came out, but it just slipped under yeah. my radar, and I didn't get to do it. But yeah, just from the trailer alone, like the animation, I wanted to see it really bad. So yeah, and one another one of the surprises for the year for me because I didn't really have a lot of expectation, and then all, I just knew like weird stuff was going to happen because like the trailer has a a floating wind up fish in it and stuff like that. 
Uh, and I was like, what What the heck is going on? And then when you find out what those characters are, you're like, this is awesome, you know? This character is insane. Because that, that's part of it. Rango as a character is insane in his head. Because the idea is as simple as, here's this lizard who's probably been in a cage, his whole, like in a glass box his whole life. So he has gone flipping insane. And then he gets free and now is in this town with real animals and creates this sort of character for himself and it's it's too much fun anyway so you guys should see it that's my seven i will when it's streaming for free <laughs> <laughs> i will lend you the blu-ray all right cool so then there we then, go then, then i'll watch it all right um my number six is my favorite superhero movie of the year and it's captain america i know this neighborhood i got beat up in that alley you just don't know when to give up i could do this all day you have something against running away start running they'll never let you stop you're really gonna do this now there are men laying down their lives i got no right to do any less than them i can offer you a chance our goal is to create a new breed of super soldiers when you brought a 90 pound asthmatic onto my army base i let it slide i am looking for qualities beyond the physical you win wars with guts Test? He's still skinny. Whatever happens, stay who you are. Not just a soldier, but a good man. Is it too late to go to the bathroom? <laughs> you actually did it. Who the hell are you? The first of many. Hydra is the Nazi deep science division, led by Johann Schmidt. He thinks he's a god, and he's willing to blow up half the world to prove it. You're not even close to this technology. I asked for an army, and all I got was you. Congratulations. You just got promoted. Mr. Stark? I had some ideas about the uniform. You're gonna get so many girls. Captain, we are much alike. I don't know if I can do this. You won't be alone. What made to you so special? Nothing. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. Nobody's perfect. Hmm. I, I thought it was really fun, and uh, watching it again, I enjoyed it even more. Um, I liked uh, Chris Evans' portrayal of Steve Rogers. I thought he did a really good job. Um, I thought the movie was... I, again, I just thought the movie was fun, and I love capturing that sense of um, the Art Deco kind of style of the 40s. And, yeah, I don't know. And I, I loved, you know... I just like Captain America as a character. Absolutely. And, um, I, so I thought that they were able to pull it off was really cool. And, I mean, there's parts when 
you know, when he rescues all the Howling Commandos and stuff from the Nazi, well, Hydra, and uh, <laughs> he's coming over the hill and they're all rallying. I, I, I like, want to cheer. I'm like, yeah, go yeah. America. And sometimes, sometimes that movie is just good if the sound is off and you just see, like, Cap carrying the shield. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. You know? I agree. I just watched it a couple weeks ago because I got it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it was better the second time. I, you know, I still think there are some clunky bits uh, in the middle where it. They choose to tell the Bucky story when I don't think they need to, um, but and that, that alone is the reason it's not on my top ten probably. I liked um, it. It's my favorite superhero so movie. Oh, absolutely. That was uh, no, for me it's not. It's actually it's uh, if you look at it, that's actually my third favorite superhero movie of the year. It ends up being my nineteenth. Wow. Um, which yeah, I'm but I mean, surprised because you were such a big proponent of Captain America prior to the movie coming out, and yet it ended well, up on his list. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, there's a couple things there. First of all, you could be saying that I overhyped it for myself and then was slightly disappointed that it was just good enough, um, which is probably true. Uh, Also, I wouldn't say that I was really, like, a proponent of it beforehand. It was really just that, like like Ryan was saying, the fact that I was getting to see someone in that outfit, um, what you're you're really getting at is the fact that for a while my Facebook profile was... That image, that image. I thought of, you were the bigger fan, so that I- that image of Captain America, of Steve Rogers in the World War II outfit with the triangle shield over on his back, was awesome. Like it doesn't movie or not, like that picture was just cool. It's like putting the Batman shield on a black poster. <laughs> Absolutely, June 18th yeah. Or whatever. It just as soon as you see it, you're just like, this is too cool. Um, anyway, so yeah, the movie's really good. I think so too, and I, you know. The way that they embodied Steve Rogers as a character and Captain America made him really endearing to me. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. Oh, and who, uh, is it Mark Strong? No, uh, Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Stanley Tucci is the doctor. Is great. That I was mean, the one really he has great that scene, scene in the movie for yeah, me. That scene just steals it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I know some people didn't like it, but I really enjoyed it. No, that's what this was. I liked it more than Thor, but. No. Nah. Nah. I did. I did, James. You can't disagree with what I like. <laughs> you don't know me. Uh, but yeah, I like some, like the Bucky thing, and then the ending is very bizarre. Yeah, that's the other thing. The ending. feel like its own thing. Absolutely. Because obviously they're trying to tie it to the Avengers, and then the whole Tesseract, like, why does it just fall through the ship? Anyway. <laughs> well, that's like asking questions about why the ring does things. Like, the Tesseract is treated as a sentient thing. Anyway, Anywho. we talked about this on its own podcast. Yeah. So, go Captain America. Absolutely. So I guess that makes my number six What's next? your number seven, Brad? Seven? Six. Six. Six, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Actually, I almost opened my number one. <laughs> uh, my number six is Super Eight. I've got nothing against your friends. I like your friends. Now things have obviously changed for us. I have to help Charles finish his movie. Be good for you to spend some time with kids who don't run around with cameras and monster makeup. Uh, could you close your eyes, please? Yeah. And action! freighter derailed 
What the cargo was on that freighter, we don't know. We can't tell anyone. I know. I understand you have concerns about our cargo. Colonel, there isn't anything else that I should know, is there? I can assure you the answer is no. We've gotten calls from people who found local dogs, but the calls coming in aren't local. Lucy! It's like they all just ran away. I've got property damage. I've got theft. I've got nine people missing now. There are things happening around here that I can't explain. good about this. Go! I saw it. No one believes me. I believe you. What the hell? Man, way to just kill it. Way to just Did I see your thunder on accident? Oh, you stole all the thunder. Um... (laughs) Wow, what a movie! We can wait and talk about it. No, it's all right. later. No, no I mean no. I'm just saying it's my number six right now. We can hold off. Save. No, no, no. I no, sense that no. it's on your guys' list. No, this is I, how I, this I is how it works. I hope we steal his thunder later. <laughs> I don't think you will. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, uh, Super Eight. Like I love Spielberg movies, and this is a this kind isn't of, one. <laughs> it's not one, but yeah. it's a homage to that. And Absolutely. you know, I just, I just miss watching movies with that kind of style. You know, just that. Yeah. Childish innocence. And, and no, I like the wonderment of it. Yeah, That's, the wonderment of the, it. The, my my yeah. favorite thing about it is it still has that sense of what's going on and um, everything's so innocent at the mm. same time. Is they're it's innocent and they're growing up at the same time. Absolutely. And it's yeah, the movie's amazing. It's a it's a story that you know borrows from a lot of places for sure. Uh, I'm you know the adventure is fun and the writing is good and the action scenes are great, um, but specifically that movie, those characters are more real and wonderful and heartfelt than maybe anything else that I saw this year. Like, I connected with those kids um, in a way that I would say I haven't even connected with a lot of kids in Spielberg movies. I mean, I've I've said this before, I'm not a big fan of E.T. just because it scared the piss out of me when I was a kid. And so this movie for me was that movie. Um, Mm. It's it's absolutely amazing. Um, For me as an aspiring filmmaker, like... I wish I had a camera as a kid to do you were, what they did. Yeah. And oh, I, I was the same you know, way. I was I was just envious. So I'm living vicariously through the movie. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, and the performances in it, all they were all amazing. I mean, you can start yeah, with, absolutely. you know, Kyle Chandler as a dad. And oh, man. Even um, Charles, the, the filmmaking kid, mm-hmm. I loved his character in the movie. Oh, I thought yeah. he was funny. And but he's also kind of had that you know heartbreak because he, tragic. yeah you know? there's tragic there's real it, yeah. subtlety to what he's doing even though he's like you know not, not a B list character in the movie like he's a he's not one of the main characters yeah. necessarily but the um, some of the stuff that he has to get across is really integral to the emotional story that's going on and he he's able to just sort of do it in the background like oh yeah I'm supposed to feel like this because this is what I'm doing and you just you get it like it, everything just works. Yep, and then the zombie movie at the end was awesome. Yeah, because yeah. I love that they started off as like really small kids. Yeah, and then they cut it, and they're you know 
ages the movie yeah. goes on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the movie was fantastic. Another El, thing I noticed Fanning is like, and Joel, Joel Courtney are both just amazing, and the scene that they have together with the film projector is a tour de force of child actors. I mean, it's yep. it's one that people will talk when when you're talking about casting kids in a movie, you will talk about this movie, and we should say, uh, or I should say. That is in a lot of that. That's a lot due to J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams is particularly good at working with kids, and this movie, if filmed by someone else, if directed by somebody else, those kids would not have turned in as good of performances as they did, most likely, because um, he's he's amazing. I mean, uh, anyway, what were you gonna say, Brad? I, I cut you off. No, I'll leave it there. Oh, okay, uh, James, what's your number six? My number six is Thor. Nice. We already talked about it some, uh, and this is the highest um, comic book movie, superhero movie on my list in total. X Men is uh, down at eighteen, just above Captain America. Uh, it's great. Like I said before, I I feel like I could watch that movie every week because um, I sure there are things that are like simple about the fact that like oh it's Thor but he's in this little town like those little aspects of it seem like they shouldn't work but it's just fun for me I, I you know I think they still work because of how arrogant um, that the character of Thor is yeah so you know he's like you can't control me I'm I'm too tough and then he realizes that he's just a a mortal and that you know he's taken all his power is taken away and all he has left is who he is as a person yeah and you know that's the defining character moment for him and i and think that, that's why it works that stuff should come off as really corny but it, it, it totally works for me it does it works for me too i think um, i don't really feel like he earned the turn godhood back though like I, I but he walks into the destroyer like this, this the destroyer is there to kill him and will destroy the town in order to do it and he decides like i'm gonna walk up to the destroyer and let it kill me yeah, it's kind of heroic sacrifice because he falls in love with Natalie Portman because which was seemed really forced. Girls, anyway. t- girls tame the beast. <laughs> Even though they didn't have really any significant scenes except for sitting on the rooftop. Yeah, the sitting on the rooftop. That. How many do you yeah. need? Um, anyway, yeah. yeah. My my wife thinks that Thor's to the guy, the gentleman who plays Thor, Chris Hemsworth, is too beautiful of a man to be real. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thor is a god, so oh. it would make sense. Really yeah, absolutely, you're in. Tell her she's that he's he's photobrushed or uh, <laughs> he's been he's been um, computer altered in it. Yeah, Photoshop. <laughs> but I know he's dreamy. Mm. I'm okay with it. All right, and on to our number fives. Uh, We're moving through this. My number five is probably going to still Brad's thunder. Oh yeah, yeah. My number five is the artist.
<laughs> actually, Ryan, you didn't steal my thunder because it is also my number five. Really? Wow. I thought you'd put it higher up there. Yeah. It was actually six, and then I switched it with Super 8. So. Oh. <laughs> Too um, cool. Not just now, but earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah. yeah, the no, artist. That's awesome. That's and awesome. we went into great lengths last week talking about it. Yeah, so. but the, the movie is fantastic. and uh, I miss these kinds of movies. So yeah, it, it was different. And, you know, um, usually I'm kind of, I don't like too many different things, but if it's told in a really clever way and the, the acting is amazing, which it is in this movie, especially because you can't act with talking. Yeah. Because like, it's literally a silent, silent movie. All facial expression and body language. And it, it's it, it's one of those movies that it just charms the hell out of you Very while you're watching. And you just go, yeah, go, go. and uh, Very cool. And I, you know, I can point to, I have um, two favorite scenes. Um I love the scene where he just sees her legs and they're dancing, mm-hmm. and then they mimic each other's dances. It's amazing. And then I love when his dog rescues him. <laughs> the other thing we actually didn't talk about last week is the Dick Van Dyke show gag where she puts her arm through the coat and starts crossing oh, yeah, herself yeah, yeah, yeah. like she's, you know, I forgot about that scene. That being intimate with awesome too. the league guy. But yeah, that was on the Dick Van Dyke show yeah. when Rob's doing that gag, holding himself right. in the office. Yeah. Yeah, no, so. that's. Uh, th- the whole movie is just fantastic. Yeah, and it's it's very authentic. Like it feels and looks exactly like a movie from that era. And then it's really creative with the whole dream sequence that actually, mm-hmm. you know, for a silent film inserts the sound effects. And but uh, he can't talk. Yeah, he can't talk. But, but the sound effects. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it really is. It's it's kind of meta because the movie is about him dealing with the advent of uh, talkies talkies. So you know. He physically can't be verbal, but the world around him is changing. It's, yeah, just creative, like, world inside itself, playing on itself. It's, yeah. Yeah, and it, it, too, one of, it was, the movie surprised me, too. One, because sometimes when they, you know, our uh, critics, you know, crown a movie as how great it is, and, you know, you miss movies like this. Sometimes I have a little apprehension going into them because uh, it's stuff like Hugo, where, you know, critics loved it, and I was really disappointed in it. But the artist, I thought, was fantastic and i think everybody should see it and if it won picture of the year i wouldn't be upset i think it deserves it so mm-hmm. um, very cool it's too bad i didn't get to see it i'll, I'll probably go in the next couple weeks yeah you know I, I did it on a just a whim because i got a fork early and laura was working and i'm like you know i'm gonna see the artist and i just drove down there and watched it too cool yeah. where'd you see it greenwood village uh no uh, chase artist oh is it the chase chase artist i've still never been there i feel like that's yeah. the dark dirty one no one wants Which, to go to it's all right I got the, the smallest theater at the Share to see it in, which is basically, like, my TV at home, almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, did you get... Uh, you, was, I, I, mine was, um, you came in, and it was, like, directly in front of you. I oh, know. you got the bigger theater. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but even when I went there, I, I have a funny story. So I got there, and this was a 3.15 showing, so I'm not expecting a lot of people there. Yeah. And it's surprisingly kind of full. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody was kind of sitting in the back. I'm like, sweet, the first four rows in the theater, nobody was sitting at. So I went to like the second, third row, and I mean it was perfect because they had this huge area, and so I just had to you know sit back and relax. And then just before it started, I was still the only person there, and then two old people sat behind me, and some lady sat in front of me, and then someone sat right next to me. I'm like really? <laughs> All the things are sitting right next to me? <laughs> yeah, bizarre. And you're yeah. just that. I guess I'm that magnetic. Magnetic, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That they're just going to sit next to me, but yeah, it was awesome. I think everybody should see it. Yeah, everyone should fun. see it. Very charming. Cool. And I love his dog. <laughs> was his name Uggy? Was the dog's name? I think oh, it was, shoot. I think it was Uggy. Yeah, I think it... Well, that might actually be the real actor's yeah. name. I don't think the oh, dog th- th- has it a was name. dog. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was dog, yeah. His dog. The actual actor's Uggy. He loved his dog more than he loved his trophy wife. 
All right, James. My number five, right? Because yours, yours were both. Yeah, we that's crazy. Cool. <laughs> Uh, well, my number five is a movie we've already talked about. My number five was Fifty Fifty. Nice. Again, it's uh, you know, so, yeah, it's, you it's add still to great. It? No, I mean, we we pretty yeah. much touched you know, everything. What's the funny first time. is every year we do this. As we start getting closer to the top, our lists start you know combining. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of fun. Cool. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, uh, Brad, your number four. Or Ryan, Brian, I mean, Brian. You four. looked right at me. Called me Brad. Hey, we you didn't. My number four is the fourth film of this series. It's Mission Impossible Four. Come check. We're live. Target acquired. What the hell is that? Abort. Ethan, what happened in the Kremlin? It was a setup. The Russians are classifying this as an undeclared act of war. The blame points to you and your team. The president has initiated ghost protocol. The entire IMF has been disavowed. So what happens now? Your mission, should you choose to accept it. The secretary is dead. The four of us are all that remains of the IMF. No safe house, no support or extraction. Everyone connected with this man is an asset with valuable information. We come back with our target, or we don't come back. And uh, how do you propose that we do that? We take him out. Yeah, we take him out, but you know, discreetly. Discreetly. Operations over before it even begins. Would you care to explain yourself, Brandt? Who are you, really? We all have our secrets. Don't we, Ethan? Okay, this is a slight wrinkle. We're going to have to go into the server room from the outside. We? I'm, I'm on the computer. I love this movie. And it just reiterates how awesome Tom Cruise can be. Because the movie is full of action, and he is an action star, and one of the best stars in Hollywood. Brad, you look like you're about to do something. Your number four is not Mission Impossible 2, is it? This movie is awesome, too, and that's why it's also my number four. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so let's team up again, Ryan. Yeah, totally. Oh, just so you guys, you, you talked about your list before. No, no? actually, no? just so totally our listeners know, this is, yeah, totally coincidental. I just picked, uh, this is how I listed them, and uh, I didn't tell Brad because I was telling him uh, that, you know, it's kind of more fun not to know what our you know our list is oh absolutely and right. uh, so that we lined up two movies is pretty amazing yeah, yeah that's the last crazy. times we've done this like i've known what your guys order is so it's a little less fun for me to yeah yeah reveal because i have to make the dvd but you know you guys gave me the movie names but you didn't tell me what order they were in so yeah. it was more interesting like yeah this is really cool to find out which yeah, how they lined up because i had my suspicions and it's turning out a little different so. <laughs> <laughs> all right mission impossible though yeah great uh, action movie 
Man, I keep I keep telling people they gotta go see it, and every time I do it, I say it's maybe one of the best action movies I've seen in years. Oh, I have yeah. to admit that I was probably if I had to give a best action movie of the year, I was actually probably gonna say Dark of the Moon because the third act action in that movie is great. Yeah, but then I saw Mission Impossible it's, Four, and <laughs> yeah, totally. it would win most action of the year, but <laughs> yeah. like the most artfully creative action, like the most impactful yeah. action, the most action where like. There, I mean, I keep bringing it up. There's a shot from above Tom Cruise's head as he take, goes out a window, and you just think, oh, they got to cut away. They got to cut away. And they don't. They just keep going, and it gets in your gut. Like, you feel yeah. that. You feel the floor drop out of you, and it's amazing. Um, uh, yeah. And I'm not kidding when I was literally, like, on my seat, just, like, nervous and yeah. absolutely, like, it's throughout an amazing, most of the movie. It's like, an amazing feeling, too, because you, you said it in our podcast, too. You know Tom Cruise is going to live. You right. know he is. But for them to still convey that oh is he gonna make it yeah you know is yeah. he gonna make it yeah it's just and it's all it's all in the way that it's edited and the way that like those action scenes are shot just the way that they are that i, I don't even know that i fully understand how he did it i know it's that's just, why i can't wait just, for this behind the scenes it just feels different than most action movies you know and every uh, action device they use you know they take the, the predictable way and then there's also like that last second where they yeah. do something different and mm-hmm. change yeah. it up and yeah, it's all like it's he, all just he in little the subtle the things, and then you think, oh, he's gonna slide into the building and be safe, but no, they have him yeah. hit the edge <laughs> of the thing, and then everyone has to catch him. And, but that's oh, the my thing; God. he doesn't just hit the like it would be cliche if he hit the bottom of the window and then fell, but he doesn't. It was hanging there, he hits, yeah. he hits the top of the window and flops out. We watch him flop out the window, and you think he's gone. He's he's gone. Yeah. He just died, and it's those little subtle details where. They they think of just a slightly different way to do it or a slightly different way to shoot it uh, that just uh, it's unbelievable. And I think that's where Brad Bird as a director strengths come in because I mean that scene you're talking about when he falls out and they pull him back in and Simon Pegg comes back in and kind of has that light moment. To me, that's yeah. typical yeah. Brad Bird, you know, Incredibles kind of action yeah. where it's really tense and really incredible. Yeah, and then uh, you have some <laughs> character say just some funny line you know how hard it was for him to change the numbers on right. <laughs> on the doors you know and, right. and those lines you you see those lines in other movies but it's earned more here because exactly. both of those are taken to extremes where the fun lines are fun and the the action and the tense moments are even more so uh, and so they really are in the the idea there is that you have all this tension and the comedy then breaks it but we're all so used to that that it doesn't really work anymore. Yeah, I agree. That this one, it really works. Like, I agree. That you really were that tense, and then you get the act, you get that that line. Um, it's it's amazing. Yeah. And the opening the opening scene in the jail is some of the most fun I had all year. Yeah, honestly. And you know, I think um, sometimes Tom Cruise is really underappreciated because you know he always makes those cool movies. Yeah. But I mean, he brings an intensity into this role. Absolutely. That I think is really hard to convey. I mean, he did it in the third one too. But yeah. you know, it's just. I, you're, the, the opening scene where he's you know in the prison and he's communicating with just his eyes and pointing to Simon Pegg's uh, Benji character and you're like yeah dude just open the fucking door man yeah. you know that's what Tom wants you to do yeah and uh, you, you, dude you feel that tension and it's great it's funny I've been thinking a lot about whether or not I think Mission Impossible three still may be my f- maybe man I still may like that movie better because I think the heart in that movie is a bit more I, I'm the same way. but the action is definitely better in this one the villain's and, definitely definitely better oh absolutely the yeah the villain is definitely better this in, one, in this the third one, one no offense to the actor but is, his yeah. character is really yeah. written poorly yeah. yeah he could be underwritten yeah. so um, but something that I wanted to talk about in the podcast that I forgot to that week was that especially in that jail scene um, I feel like lately there's been a lot of action movies where we have this sort of melee fights and the melee fights feel sort of choreographed and they feel like a dance um, and it's still cool 
uh, it's something that like you get into and you you know there's a lot of art in in making that work. And this movie, they're clearly still like that where there's always something next is gonna happen, but the way that it's shot, you don't see it coming, so it doesn't feel like a dance. It feels like random stuff, uh, and I I was in totally impressed by that. Uh, anyway, so. And I like That's how a good number a lot four. of things don't like a lot of things don't go as planned. Like a lot of yeah. movies, everything works out for the characters, but you know the mask doesn't work, which mm-hmm. is great because we've seen that gag three times already. Yeah, we didn't need it again. Yeah, so I like how they, you know, wrote it out of the movie in a way that makes sense. And then, yeah, there's a lot of the creative uh, uh, gadgets. Like you have this iPad with a telescoping view. Hole thing. or whatever, yeah. And then Brad Bird takes it further, and it turns into this whole like scene about this <sighs> screen that mm. hides whatever's uh, behind that, it. It's, like, that really whole crazy. scene is too cool. And then you've got like this, you know, stuff that's referenced and then is called back later. Like in the middle of one intense action scene, there's the threat of the sandstorm. Yeah. And then with the that whole action, action scene, scene you kind of forget about a little bit, and then it becomes the next big action scene. Mm-hmm. And it almost feels like, oh, this is even bigger than the last thing. Yeah. You know, like, it just how, ramps stuff how, up. What could top what we just saw? And then it's like this other... Uh, yeah. It's really great. It's it an amazing... Yeah. It's an, it's an amazing movie. It really yeah. is. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Well, my number four, since you stole a movie that is obviously going to be a little higher on my list, I'm going to steal one that's obviously going to be much higher on your lists. Uh, my number four... Is a uh, was a surprise for me. Um, it's a movie called Drive. Dick. If I drive for you, you give me a time and a place. I give you a five-minute window. Anything happens in that five minutes, and I'm yours, no matter what. I don't sit in while you're running it down. I don't carry a gun. I drive. So you just moved to LA? No, I've been here for a while. What do you do? I drive for movies. Dangerous. It's only part time. You put this kid behind the wheel. There's nothing he can't do. Kid, I want you to meet Mr. Bernie Rose. My hands are a little dirty. So am I. My husband is coming home. Where is he? He's in prison. There's some guys that want me to do a job for him, and I'm not gonna do it. What is that you got there? One of those men gave you that? What's the job? When you get your money, his debt's paid. You never go near his family again. <gasps> Did you have any idea there'd be a second car? He said there'd be another car to hold us up. Whose money do I have? I'm gonna tell you something. Anybody finds out we're both dead. That's why this driver's gotta go, Bernie. He's gotta go. Any dreams you have or plans for your future, I think you're going to have to put that on hold. For the rest of your life, you're going to be looking over your shoulder. 
You bastard. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Ah, I knew I was going to do it. I knew I was putting this in a low place. Well, you and I should, I, should, I should admit that this will probably be... I say this about Up in the Air. Up in the Air was my number two a couple years ago when we did this podcast. Uh, and if, I, if we did that again, Up in the Air would be num- my number one. Drive is probably the movie that in a couple years I'll look back and go, no, man, that movie. You know, when I, when I watch it a few more times, I, I, I just know there's a little more meat there than even I've gotten so far. But uh, I, it was amazing. I mean, that, yeah. that movie, um, it, actually, it's a lot of the things that we said about Red Sea, where that movie does a lot of things that are daring and fresh and different as far as having a main character that hardly ever talks and doesn't have a name. Oh, I mean, not having a name is not new. But hardly ever talks. We don't get much about him. We have this this loving relationship between him and this other character that is again really dynamic because we get her husband or boyfriend I don't remember which into the picture and boyfriend. he's a great guy. Yeah, her husband. Yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah, husband. He's actually a great guy. Like it plays with all of our expectations. He went to jail. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, no. That's the thing. Is like he cares when, about his kid. Yeah. When you find out about him, he's in jail. But when he gets out, he's really sweet to her. He's really nice. Like he was in jail and that was shitty. Like he was doing dumb things. Cause, like he was doing criminal things. Uh, but he loves his kid and he loves his wife and you're like, oh shit! Like I was rooting for our main character to get this girl and then nada. Um, so it's it's just it's fantastic. Yeah, um, my favorite uh, scene in the movie is when he's in the elevator and oh, he's about to be attacked and he just goes for that huge passionate kiss and then he kicks the shit out of that guy until yeah. he bashes his head in until it's like a pancake and it's the last time he sees her. Yep, you know like. That's one of the other things I love about that character is that we have these little hints at where he came from, and and we get this idea that this is this is not the first time this kind of thing has happened, and that like he has come into town. He, he's almost like an old west kind of character, where like yeah. it's almost like he rides into town, saves the day, and then has to leave because he he screwed everything up. Um, and it, yeah, it's wonderful, Brad. Well, uh, it's. My number three was Drive, so oh. if we could j- jump the order around... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is the next I'll one, just yeah. talk about it with you. Um, yeah, like, this movie is amazing. Like, it's, it does so much with so little. Um, it's very stylish. Mm-hmm. Um, Who loves a neon, pink neon <laughs> credits, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the, like, 80s kind of filmmaking I'd, things that are in there. Yeah, the music. That, and the music the, as well, yeah. The, uh, the, the, the production. Font. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh yeah, some of that stuff too. In the, it feels like it feels like the aesthetic of the movie. It feels yeah. like a Lethal Weapon movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah but, uh, there's a lot of tension in like all these quiet scenes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, there's shocking violence in other parts. Like it's very up and down uh, roller coaster throughout the movie. It's but at the same time has a, has sort of a, an emotional core to it. Yeah, um, it's it's a very simple story really, but it's it's done in a, just a different style that. You know, it's entertaining again. It's, I, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very it's cool. Very awesome. So that's why it was my number three, and it's a great, number four. It's a great movie. Oh, yeah. And the truth is, uh, it might be one that should have been in our movies that people didn't see list. Though I think enough people saw it, but still, it was a yeah. movie that probably was not appreciated like as, or something. Yeah, so. still was not appreciated as, as well as it, it should have been. I yeah. think. Agreed. I've um, heard some like people are turned off by the '80s style of it. Probably, and it's. It's but but the truth is that's only sort of at the beginning. Yeah, and the know? structure of it isn't very, I guess, audience friendly. Yeah, like mass audience friendly. I yeah, agree. there's there's definitely some slow parts. Yeah, so it, or not not slow. There's quiet. Um, 
But our, yeah. our, our friend Sierra and fan of the podcast, she picked it as her favorite movie of the year. She did. So yeah. that's a good choice. Yeah, absolutely. So Which and she actually saw it with us yeah. or with. Were you, were you there that time? No, I was in L.A. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it in L.A. But you so. did see the movie. Um, she actually saw it with us the day that we did the podcast. Which saw it the same cool. week, but yeah, not in the same room. So. Right. So it's awesome, yeah. All right. Go drive. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, we're up to your number three. My number three, we've already talked about it too, is Super 8. Oh. Um, so Very cool. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Is it's an awesome movie. <laughs> it is. It is. And I, uh, I love J.J. Abrams. Oh, that's funny. I wonder if I know the rest of Anyway. Uh, I'm starting to get to this place where I'm speculating on what's left on these. This is exciting. <laughs> so, uh, so we are talking we about three. three so so yeah, we are talking three, about three. your three. three. Well, my three. Okay, I said this before the po- earlier on the podcast where I got down to my last three and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I looked at all three movies and I was like, no, that should be the number one. How do I? How do I list these? Uh, and finally, it broke when I looked at them and I was like, okay, which of these movies really touched me and had more. Um, I don't want to say more emotion in it, but... More resonance? Yeah, absolutely. Like, the things that, like... I'm going to look back and be like, oh, what a either sweet or heartwarming story. Um, And the truth is that my number three, as amazing as it is, doesn't have that. And my number three is Mission Impossible 4 Ghost Protocol. Nice. Yeah. It's a great movie. The action is... It just blows me away. But the truth is that nothing about the characters in that movie really sticks with me. And so... My the top two for me had to had to just get bumped up, but yeah, still great. Nice, nice. Right. And we just talked about my number two. My number two was Drive. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is so good. Oh man, um, shoot, that means I. Oh man, I, I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna get a jacket like he had. It is a cool jacket. Yeah, <laughs> actually, absolutely. I've heard uh, that jacket's really hard to find, and it's worth a lot of money. Oh really? Like not that it's not just one, pro- but that style of jacket. Really? Oh, highly okay. sought after. Wow. And if you'd find one. You get it. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. people will pay a lot of money for it really? if they want it from you. So Wow, that's crazy. Cool. That's why I heard. That's probably where most of the budget on the movie went then. Maybe. <laughs> the most expensive part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With cars in it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um so that yeah. drive is your number two, so we're on to my number two. Um Oh no. My number two is Super. Nice. Ah yes, that's right, I forgot about that. I knew I was losing her. Excuse me. Have you seen my wife? I don't think she wants to see you anymore. What? Sarah! Don't touch my car again. I'm going. That's not the kind of touching I meant. Jock, he stole my wife. Can you arrest him? Sometimes it's better just to accept these things. Pipe bombs, utility belts, utility uh, green arrow has a bow and arrow. Okay. Why do you need all those? I'm making up my own superhero. He needs a weapon. That'll do. Cool. All it takes to be a superhero is the choice to fight evil. Shut up, crime. Don't steal. Don't deal drugs. Don't molest kids. Brutal assault by the Crimson Bolt continued last night. Are you him? No. That's cool. I could be your kid's sidekick. Ta-da! How do I look? That's inappropriate. Frank is the only thing that will save me. We will take those suckers down. That's good. Let's do this. 
You just sit here and wait for crime to happen? That's right. <sighs> this is so boring. Yes, I can tell you now. It's the... <laughs> You're supposed to kill him. I'm just learning. You have to teach me these things. This is not about good and evil. This is about she love me more because I am interesting. So yeah, um, we talked about this on our uh, movies people didn't see. That's um, right. So um, uh, that was really a surprise for me. Uh, anyway, you should talk about it first. It was surprising that it was people didn't see it, or no, surprised no, no, it was no, no, no. List, the or? movie, the movie is a surprise to me. Okay. you should talk about it first. Sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to start it. It's just like, it's not. It, it definitely wouldn't be like high up on any critics list, or yeah, it's no. it's not in a well-made movie, or <laughs> uh, you know, smarter. It's it's smart and one. It's there are some things that it's really smart about. Yeah. I mean, it deals with some issues about um, Kevin Bacon's great in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But it, it deals with some sort of sexual issues that surround superheroes that like the Watchmen deals with. Like it's on it's on that level sometimes. Yeah. And then sometimes it's just stupid. Yeah. Silly you know? and schlocky and um, yeah. It's on my list because. I don't it know. Sticks, I guess I like disturbing movies. You. Yeah, yeah oh, no, absolutely. And this is a very like you, last year we had Kick Ass, and that's like the lighthearted, family friendly version of this kind of story. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And Super is the very disturbed, mental patient version. Kick Ass is like story. Kick Ass is like the hardcore action movie version of a diversive superhero movie, whereas yeah. this really is just trying to be a diversive. Yeah, superhero because I mean, movie. Rain Wilson's character in it is not stable. Yeah, no. And I, I almost put it on my top ten too because I remember you told me I need to see it, and I, I bought it because it was like eight bucks at Target when it came out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'll just buy it, you know. And it was there's some parts where you watch it. Oh, this is funny. Then you know he walks up and just bashes that dude's head in because oh, he cut man. in line. Cut line. Yeah, yeah. And that's oh, it's just it's crazy. Uh, like, like I said, I love that that movie got made. Um, but you can't you can't tell anybody or I, I have yeah, hard, hard time telling anybody to see yeah. it. It's yeah. really hard to recommend. Because there's there is crazy be really shit offensive. in that movie yeah. that the movie just relies on. And yet at the same time, there's this superhero story that's completely unlike any of the ones that we're getting in the mainstream superhero movies. Like it's really it's really tearing down that genre and saying yeah. like, no, in the real world this, where where Kick Ass tried to say, in the real world this and then failed, this movie says, No, in the real world, this guy's insane. <laughs> And he does crazy, crazy shit that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And you're going, and at the same time, you're rooting for him, you know. And yeah. he's surrounded by these characters that are um, awful people. <laughs> yeah, awful people, and yeah. I mean, it's it's bizarre, you know. Yeah. And, and the movie's weird at the end of the movie, the equivalent of Robin gets shot in the face, yeah. just like that, you know. And her, even her character is like messed up in the head, and like exactly. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, because that scene where she tries to have sex with Rain Wilson is. He's Christ, crazy. She, she rapes him. <laughs> yeah, well, does she actually? She, well, she. He, he's not. He doesn't want it. <laughs> do she they just, actually have sex? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Oh, I, I thought that like something happened. And they said, "Yeah, you're right. He does." Yeah. Yeah. It's messed up, and that's what I'm. That's the thing I'm talking about. Is that like uh, a lot of that same stuff about like she, being in costumes, being erotic, yeah. is also something that the Watchmen is dealing with, uh, and this movie 
brings that into light and even even is slightly more offensive about it because it, what that says about comic book fans is a really bizarre control issue kind of thing um, that it, that that super says it even more directly than Watchmen does um, and it's insane it is good choice so it's yeah. a good choice yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah James what's your number two my number two uh, is a movie we haven't talked about oh good which I don't know if that's exciting or if it means it's not on your guys's list. <laughs> My number two uh, is a movie that I ended up seeing twice and um, was very moved by. Uh, my number two is Moneyball. There are rich teams and there are poor teams. Then there's 50 feet of crap. And then there's us. That's a dollar, man. What? Welcome to Oakland. I need more money. We're not New York. Fine players with the money that we do have. I like Perez. Got an ugly girlfriend. Ugly girlfriend means no confidence. You guys are talking the same old nonsense. Like we're looking for Fabio. We got to think differently. Who's Fabio? Your goal shouldn't be to buy players. Your goal should be to buy wins. And in order to buy wins, you need to buy runs. Who are you? I'm Peter Brand. First job in baseball? It's my first job anywhere. We're going to shake things up. Why don't you walk me through the board? I believe there's a championship team that we could afford because everyone else undervalues them, like an island of misfit toys. We want you at first base. I've only ever played catcher. It's not that hard, Scott. Tell him, watch. It's incredibly hard. He can't throw. But what can he do? You want me to speak? When I point you again. He gets on base. We are card counters at the blackjack table. We're going to turn the odds on the casino. I'm heading in. Text me to play by play. Wait, what? I don't watch the games. Billy Bean has tried to reinvent a system that's been working for years. It was a nice theory, just not working out. How long is Billy Bean going to last? He's proven himself right out of a job. In their minds, is threatening the game. Threatening the way that they do things. Hey, Daddy, do you think you'll lose your job? What? Where'd you hear that? Well, I go on the internet sometimes. Don't go on the internet. Watch TV or talk to people. You're discounting what scouts have done for 150 years? What the hell am I doing? What is happening in Oakland? It defies everything we know about baseball. Just plain crazy! If we win with this team, we'll change the game. This better work. I'm just kidding. No, I think that's a good choice. I Thank you. Good. Thank you. Yeah, uh, if there weren't these other ten movies, it would have been on my yeah, list. Yeah, I knew you were going to put it, it on not, yours. Is it not on your list? Yeah, I knew okay. you were going to put it on yours, so I left it off mine. Not that yeah. it's it's actually a great movie it really is um honestly since i saw the movie it was my number one i figured like this is going to be my number one my number one ended up i i saw my number one and we all already know what it is i saw my number one before we saw moneyball and for some reason i was just like no moneyball is totally it and then in the end my number one hopped up above it moneyball uh it's a couple different things first of all since i didn't really know much about baseball the story itself it, it's kind of like the opposite of Hugo for me, where the story itself was kind of really interesting because I didn't know what, what happened. I didn't know what, what was gonna, uh, what was going on, and what things he really changed. Uh, and so, 
like like I said on the podcast when we talked about it, the first time I watched it, it was almost like this fascinating documentary thing where I'm learning about all this stuff that's happening. And then the second time I watched it, it's this really emotional story about this guy who has never really gotten the respect that he maybe deserves or, or was treated poorly by the system, then flips it on his head, and then when he's given the chance to really succeed by the wonderful, the amazing thing that he has just figured out how to do, he then chooses to instead just stay with his family and, and like, you know, live the life that he wants to live. Um, and that just totally stuck with me. Um, the movie is, I mean, it's, it's scripted by Aaron Sorkin, so it's some of the best writing that we had all year, especially the dialogue. Um, and it just, it's amazing. Yeah, Brad Pitt's really good in it. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I don't know um, what he has to do to get, you know, the props for the movie. Yeah. Because he plays it in a way where it's subtle, but under anybody else, it might not work as well. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I don't, uh, yeah, I think I do. Because a lot of times he feels like just another Brad Pitt character. Exactly. But there are little things that he's definitely doing that get across the emotion of, of how... Um, what's that guy's name? Billy... Billy uh, Bean. Billy Bean. Of how Billy Bean... In the movie, yeah. feels obviously it's a real, a real dude, um, but of, of you know the the way that he is reacting to the things that's going on. And I, I thought it was a really good movie, you know. And surprisingly, I mean, I saw the um, the trailers for it, and I thought it was the trailers were kind of hokey. Mm. But um, but when you sit there and watch the movie, it's done really well. Yeah, and it, it's just yeah. I mean, the dialogue snappy and. I love the scenes where they're in, you know, basically the baseball war room where yeah. they're trying to decide what free agents, but they can't spend money, so they're trying to find out ways to get them on. And where, he's ta- where he's talking about the other agents, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I-, I wasn't sure if you were talking about the scenes on the phone, because the scenes no, on no, the no. phone are crazy. Because you, you don't always really understand what they're talking about, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, they give you a few enough bones, and it's part of what Aaron Sorkin's so good, about, good at, is that he can talk the way that the people really talk, but then get across what you need to keep yeah, track of things. I um, agree. Yeah, when they're making trades. And they're oh, yeah, when they're like, making trades. Like, Use this guy and give him that guy, and if we do that, we'll get this guy. And I'm just like, yeah. okay. And you don't, <laughs> you don't understand what they're thinking or why they're doing what it is. or even You can't even keep track, but it doesn't matter because when the when the beats come, when they when their little victories and things like that come, you understand it. Um, yeah, that, that movie just totally worked for me. And it's funny because I was the other way. That could have been a, a big disappointment for me. I was a big fan of Capote who... The guy who directed Kaboni mm-hmm. then directed this. And when I first saw, first saw those trailers, I was like, I'm going to love this movie. Like, this is my movie. Um, partially just because of that dia- the dialogue that was in the trailer. I was like, oh, man, I want that. Mm-hmm. And then when, that, when we saw the movie, I was just like, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted. So, but yes. apparently there's still one movie that beat that out. There so. was still one movie that beat that out. <laughs> But awesome. first, Ryan. So we're doing our number one. We are down to our number one. Uh, this is a movie round. where you guys are going to just tear me apart. On uh, um, to me, the best movie of the year was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2.
Okay. Now, now, I know why you guys don't like this movie, but being a Harry Potter fan and being a fan of the books and being a fan of the movies, to have a huge payoff and done as well as they did it, I thought was truly amazing. No, I understand. And um, being invested in the characters for as long as you have been. And, uh, and no matter what anybody says, for eight films to be consistently really good and um, have fun with them, I thought was an amazing feat. In oh, yeah. No, it, is, it is amazing how consistent those movies are. For that length of time and... Yeah, most films can't even get the Sequels, talent right. and quality in you know from one movie to the next. So yeah, yeah to do it. And long. and the truth is, like you know, I I tore that movie up and I would do it again <laughs> in a second. But the truth is, with what they have to work with, uh, what they're asked to do in that movie is extremely difficult, and they do a pretty decent job of it, I guess. But see, to me, you know, um, some of my favorite moments in that movie are, is just the overall loss of what's going on. I mean. You're focusing on Harry, and I mean, there's so much destruction going on around him, and there's so many. I, I love the score in the movie, and I love. I just thought the movie was really well done, yeah. and I, it was my favorite movie. And I, I didn't know if it would be my favorite movie of the year. I mean, I had, and I mean, since I'm already a fan of Harry Potter, I knew I'd like it a lot. Yeah. But, um, but I was impressed. I really was. Um, yeah. You know, just I don't know. It's it's, it's hard it's, for me to talk about it because you both don't like the movie. It's not a bad choice. <laughs> so it's you know. But to me, it was a culmination of, um, you know, ten years of making these movies, and ten years of Harry being tormented, and ten years of Dumbledore lying to, yeah. um, <laughs> to come together is just lying. <laughs> nothing too sinister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lying. But just, just, it, just, just, you know, canoodling to make sure that Harry dies. Yeah, uh-huh. D- sending lying a boy for to the his, greater good. <laughs> sending a boy to his death. The greater good. <laughs> the greater good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I almost put this movie on my ten dollars I want back list. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised you didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But, but uh, yeah, so uh, my number one movie is Harry Potter. Very cool. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. <Yeah. laughs> wow, Brad just cuts cuts like a knife. Brad. I, I, I meant that it's genuine. No, yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to make you know. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad for you that yeah we can't join in on oh, your yeah, number no. one festivities. So I'm it's, trying to make it. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. Brad, it's, re- it's weird to be this far in and have and have one where like. It's, uh, it's not. It's not. It's not just all of us going <laughs> like, "Oh man, oh yeah." Uh, 
Yeah, it is. Brad but no, it's a good choice. Well, we'll see if the same thing happens to me, because this is my number one. Hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> no way. You didn't just do that. I did, and I loved it. All so. right. Wait, all right. Let's, let's, let's play the trailer. Okay. I used to be like you a long time ago. People look at you and think of how wonderful your future will be. They want you to be something special, like a doctor. hate to tell you this, but if you grow up here, you're more likely to wind up selling your bodies on the streets or shooting dope from dirty needles in a bus stop. And if you're successful, you'll make money selling junk to crackheads. And you won't think twice about killing someone's wife because you won't even know wrong in the first place. Maybe you end up like me. A hobo with a shotgun. So what's your beef, James? No, why can't I, don't. I like Hobo with Shotgun? No, I don't. Most of all. No, 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 no. It's not. Hey, I really like Hobo with Shotgun. To me, that's shotgun. the most shocking number one. <laughs> yes, I, but absolutely. Not I just that never it's a thought. Bad movie, but I honestly, going into the night, I thought like, oh, he'll probably put Hobo with a Shotgun on his list. But number one, no <laughs> way. I never expected that. It really like my top five are like all my number one because mm-hmm. I really yeah, comp- you had a hard time with it. This was early in the year that I saw it, and that and Super kind of. Like stuck with me throughout the whole mm-hmm. year, right. and since there was nothing really else competing it for with it for a very long time, it was hard to move him out of those top two spots. Yeah. So I <coughs> just kind of leave it there. And um, well, uh, the truth, not, like in your top five, you have very you have some very different movies in there. So I can see how it would be like my top three are all fairly mainstream movies, and so I don't have to make the same decisions as like well, you know, like it, even like with, with Drive at my number four. I have to make decisions about, like, well, do I like that movie less because it's indie or something like that, you know? Whereas you've got five very different movies in your top list, so I can see how you would have that problem. You would say that. Yeah, it was... That's cool, though. Like, I, I mean, liked them all a lot, but yeah, I just left Hobo the Shotgun up there because it was up there, like, number one, the longest all year. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess I just like weird, <laughs> disturbing movies. You do. Yeah. Well, that's year, so. Very yeah. evident by this yeah. list. Yeah, that, yeah, your list is a whole so. bit... Uh, as far as like that's another messed up movie yeah um and like again like schlocky just like really poor taste kind of movie <laughs> but it's had tons of fun to watch oh, oh absolutely yeah, so, absolutely you know, um, I watched it last night actually because I haven't seen it since the theater and you wanted to make sure and I wanted to make sure I still loved it <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you know I was like am I really gonna not put Ghost Protocol or Drive ahead of this before we get here and like right. it's like no it earned it um it's up there with the top five and uh yeah, I, it's you know a couple of years ago we had the Grindhouse features, and I think this movie is really authentic to that genre. Yeah. Not so yeah. much the seventies, but more of like the eighties films. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and for a first time director to pull off that quality uh, is really impressive. Yeah, and, and it's funny that you bring up the Grindhouse movies because one of the things that I, I thought of when I saw Hope with a Shotgun was that like the Grindhouse movies are really fun and great and are 
certainly paying homage to yeah, those I movies. I love Planet Terror. But yeah. because, and I'm a huge fan of Death Proof, like, uh, I still think that's one of the best car chases that we've seen in a long, long time. Mm. And, but watching Hobo with a Shotgun, because it is so low budget, it's even, it's really authentic as to that genre. Like, it's, it's really achieving that thing. It's mm. trying to be that shitty, that shitty kind of movie. And it's um, also really creative in new ways, because I haven't seen, like, the sewer head death yeah. before. Oh, like, yeah. That's yeah, a, there's some it, crazy stuff in that yeah, movie. Yeah, and the lawnmower, like, actually, that's, that was in, like, uh, what is it, Dead Alive? It is, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Um, the movie's cool, though. I um, I love the scene where he's you know saving up to get a lawnmower. Yeah. But then he's you know when those people get robbed, he, you know he's had enough and he yeah. he decides to buy a gun instead and kill people with it. I think's a yeah. pretty awesome. And, and the dialogue is like so bad, it's great. Like it's intentionally bad, but it, and it makes you like it's supposed to make you laugh, and it does. And I totally forgot this one scene. You know, thankfully I watched it last night, but. When they finally decide to go off and leave everything behind, the girl and the hobo, yeah, to go start the lawnmower business, and they're in her apartment trying to decide what to take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I think I have a, we should take a blanket because it's gonna be cold." And she grabs the TV, and she's like, <laughs> "We don't need TV. There's no TV where we're going." And she's like, "You're right," and then just trashes it on the floor. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then like it the is. whole scene where he's talking about bears. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then she wakes up the next day, and apparently he got into her apartment while she was asleep and put the picture of the bear on the nightstand. <laughs> yeah. And she's like all like impressed by it, it. doesn't uh, she keep calling him bear the rest of the movie uh, or something like that she says something like we she, can't be bears or something or oh i really want to go to the zoo so we can, can get him a sweatshirt with a bear on it though yeah, yeah. oh man yeah that that's oh, ridiculous yeah, that movie's goofy it's, yeah it's so goofy yeah, yeah and yeah the the horrible things like the two sons say yeah, <laughs> like yeah. oh yeah like i'm gonna wash off your blood with my blood or something <laughs> like just stupid lines like that oh man uh, yeah that movie but in lesser hands you know it, it's stupid but when they purposely try to make a movie like that and i mean they sell it you know what i mean and yeah it's yeah. hard that's a that's a fun, hard thing to do fun is not an easy thing to do in a movie no yeah. not at all and, and so, also yeah, you i watched a documentary last week called best worst movie Oh, yeah. It's kind of a, a movie about how people don't really set out to make bad movies. It just happens that way, and there's an audience out there that enjoys that, mm-hmm. like seeing something that had good intentions turns out terrible and is still likable. And here's a you know here's a movie that set out to make a bad movie yeah. and is still likable. Yeah, so. best worst movie was from last year, right? That wasn't from this year, was it? I think it was from last year. Yeah, it was okay, on Netflix. Yeah. It's okay. not part of my list. It's just no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't calling you out on that. No, I was saying that because it, otherwise it probably it, it would have deserved consideration because I I love oh Westward, oh you okay. yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah, it's a good documentary yeah it is um, so anyway uh, yeah. especially for any kind of film person but yeah man hope with a shotgun plus it got that title yeah the movie's called hope with a shotgun you can't not love it's tons it. of fun mm. yeah like how could you not want to go see that. Yeah. What's the well, name? my parents didn't want to. <laughs> What's the name of the like the the like gang at the end? Um, oh, the like plague. the robot people. Yeah, the plague. The plague yeah, which which is I love how they uh, have it's the credited pl- separately. Like it's it's attributed to some other guy. Like some other some guy, other guy thought it up in the, yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I love yeah. how they have the pictures of all the people throughout history that they've killed. No, <laughs> <laughs> yes, in, in like uh, insinuating that you know this is. They've been around. For they're a not time. immortal, but they're like a legion of yeah, yeah, people yeah. taking the role or whatever. Yeah, it's just um, 
like Abraham Lincoln and like people you know these people did not kill but they're attributing it to uh, and then oh, the, there's gosh. the octopus behind the wall yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck else is in this universe <laughs> oh man that movie anyway yeah it's so. great that's a good pick that's yeah no we, I think Ryan and I just reacted that way because we never expected that to be no, number one yeah. it was just out of nowhere that is good right? so James that my number one. You yeah, I'm the last one. The show. Well, uh, yeah. By this point, I think it's really obvious. My number one was Super Eight. Uh, that yeah, that movie. It's, it's, it's exactly pool. what I said when I got down to Super Eight, Moneyball, and Mission Impossible. I thought, how can I do this? And it came down to which one touches me more. And Super Eight is totally it. Nice. Uh, while Drive may move up in the next few years, it won't surpass Super Eight because everything about that movie, from the score to the direction to the acting, is all. The, the things that I want out of movies I mean we said it on the podcast when I got out of that movie that I was like yeah this is why I like this is why I like movies this movie right here you know I agree. no matter how derivative it is of E.T. or any of that I don't give a shit like it's really great you know what James by you picking that number one you brought the real nerds full circle as that was the first show we did <laughs> oh that's true no we did X-Men First Class which well, I was surprised didn't end well, up on your but, yeah but our oh, first with official J- with one James, is with James yeah. super great Super great. That's uh, right. Well, yeah, it's like the first one because we recorded one. Yeah, that's right because I wasn't there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Cool. Brought it back full circle. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. So awesome. So it's is it Drive or is it Mission Impossible? It's Drive. Yeah, I think it's got to be Drive. I don't think there needs to be a clear winner, but I go ahead and choose. I don't know. I think that if there was a movie that was really like, you know, yeah, Driver Mission Impossible was high in both all of our. Yep. But yeah. Super Eight was too. Wait, was it? No, Super oh, Eight, Super Eight was like your six, and it was his three. Um, oh yeah, yeah, they were all in there. Yeah, yep. Either way, either way, I don't think it matters. Yeah, if you want to see a popcorn action flick, go see Mission Impossible. If you want to see a Thinking Man's action flick, go see Drive. Absolutely. That's kind of rude to Brad Bird. I think. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, Chronicles. Yeah, no, but it's not. As, smart. It's not as thinking. Yeah, I think what I think that what he said is true. I think uh, Drive is more ethereal. Yeah, thriller sure. Action. Absolutely. Anyway, anyways, is that honorable mention time. Yeah, honorable mention. Um, oh, yeah. There's uh, there's a few movies that I really loved, and we talked about um, talked about a couple of them. Um, Moneyball was actually my first honorable mention. Oh yeah, on there. Um, Good. My second one was the girl with the dragon tattoo, which I I liked a lot. I did too. It, it ends up being my fifteen. Uh, it just never. As great as it was, it it's it's a me. cool movie. I think the hardest thing with it is, I mean, it's dealing with rape. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of murder. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of hard stuff to deal with it. It's not, and I guess really that's not my biggest problem with it. I guess my biggest problem is you knew who the killer was right away. Yeah, so there's really no, yeah, that, same yeah, yeah absolutely. But the credit but sequence was really the coolest of the year. It's, it's my favorite credit sequence ever, for sure. <laughs> you know, I didn't talk about it very highly in the show we did, but. Weeks later, it's still lingering with me, so yeah. I put it on my honorable mention as well. Oh, cool! So, it's uh, it's grown on me as since last I saw it. So, nice. and then I have the Adventures of Tintin. Oh, cool! On mine, and you sort you mentioned X Men. Yeah, X Men was, was yeah. so close to being on my top ten, but well, in the episode we did, you made such a big deal out of it. Whereas I, I did, was I like, think I think it's the best X Men movie. I really do. Oh, X Men movie, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that's yeah. possible. That's that that may be true. It's a movie that's grown on me more. Like I, I did, I do really like it. But there were I had weird momentum problems with the movie when and I saw I, it in theaters. And as I've as I've watched it on Blu-ray, I, I they've sort of gone away. And um, the best part of it totally is January Jones as Emma Emma Frost. Oh, of course. It it may be my eighteen, but that is only because the movies above it are really great. Yeah, um, 
The Muppets is one of the movies that uh, is on my list or is lower down that I I wished I could have gotten on there. Um, I think it, you know, just because of what it is, it it didn't quite surpass the movies that were in my time. And Fright Night was the other one that I really wanted to be there. And you mentioned, I think, Rise of the Planet of the Apes at the beginning um, about surprises. Yeah, it was just a surprise. And to me, I I actually really liked that movie. And I mean, I, 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 I was the only one in our podcast that really wanted to see it, I remember. There is one that I want to give props to, which is Fast Five. I know this sounds dumb, but the truth is, uh, there is no reason why the fifth Fast and Furious movie should be as good as it is and should have a better uh, driving action sequence than Bad Boys 2 in it, but it totally does. That movie, if you didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, you may have missed out because I think it it worked probably best in in theaters, but you should check it out if you didn't see it Um, because it's cool. It's really fun. Brad, what are your honorable mentions? Um, I'll just, I'll quickly go. There's a lot of them, so I'll just quickly go through Cedar Rapids. I thought was funny, oh, um, yeah. but not really top ten material. Uh, the Illusionist was an animated thing, which right. I'm not sure you guys know about. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, no, no, it was from um, the uh, the triplets of Belleville guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thirteen Assassins was a Japanese samurai movie, which is, I think, the last forty five minutes is all one big action scene. <laughs> it's great. Um, the stuff leading up to that is just kind of disturbing and slow. So. Um, couldn't give it, you know, full endorsement. And then Paul was a, you know, yeah. fun. Oh yeah, you know, I wanted um, to find a blood place for Paul. Yeah, it, it was like kind of almost close to Super Eight for me, like that level, like that love for sci-fi that was mm. in it. Yeah, but the whole Seth Rogen as the alien, like it, I was listening to it, I feel like it's just Seth Rogen there the whole time. I'm not yeah. really thinking of him as a different character. So, uh, but other than that, like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are great, and. Uh, uh, Jason Bateman, like his whole thing where you think he's the villain the whole time, but he's actually spoiler word. Um, <laughs> horrible bosses, another comedy I found. Yeah, oh yes, horrible funny. bosses. Yeah. Motherfucking um, Jones. <laughs> motherfucking Jones. Um, I had the Muppets, Tucker and Dale, Attack the Block, Tintin, Dragon Tattoo, Moneyball, all in there, like you guys. Um, and then uh, Anonymous, I thought was pretty good. I, we, no, we, I still we had the argument. I'm sorry, already. I didn't mean to laugh. I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> But you did. Um, and I'll then, see it eventually. Um, and then Warhorse um, yeah. is oh, just sure, a yeah. good movie in general, but it's yeah. like a typical good movie. So yeah, this would probably be a good time for me to mention that there are. I have a. I have an unfortunately long list of shame, and Warhorse is on there. Uh, everything list is, of shame. Yeah, movies that I didn't see. Oh, okay. Uh, Warhorse is on there. The artist is on there. Uh, Win Win, The Guard, and uh, Midnight in Paris are all movies that I, I wish I could have seen by the time that we Dude, Midnight did this Paris list. Is still out. <laughs> no, I know. Well, I've I've been busy the last two weeks. Uh, I've had you know. Um, I'm surprised because so, it's been out since like July. <laughs> no, I know. Well, I mean, yeah, I missed it. Uh, Sorry, oh, I, I see like, what you're saying. No, I keep looking yeah. at the theater listings and like, God, this is still out. Do yeah. people love this that much? People really like know. it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's Woody Allen. People turn up. You know. Uh, anyway, so I, I only I list those off because that way, those may be movies that when I see in the next couple months, I would be like, oh man, this would totally be on my list. Yeah, so. if you see uh, any of those in January of this year, you are still welcome to include them on next year's. Uh, no, I'm list. not because I would unfairly be removing a 2012 movie from my 2012 <laughs> list. Um, all right, cool. Um, quickly, uh, movie you're looking forward to next year. Uh, well, I was thinking, I got a whole list of movies. Yeah. Brad thinks that next year is going to sh- suck. I would like to list really quick Hang all on, of the movies shorter, that I so think are going to be great. <laughs> well, I mean, yours are I, all on I this only, list. I, I, just, I don't think it's going to suck. I just don't have a lot of stuff that I'm really, like, following that much because I'm that interested. It's just, like, 
The Dark Knight Rises, that's the big, that's what I'm really looking forward to. And then I'm sure. curious about Looper. And um, it's been three years since Fantastic Mr. Fox, so I'm hoping there's a Wes Anderson film towards the end of the year on the horizon. Oh. But we haven't heard any. We haven't heard Anderson. Anything. Huh? I mean, the same thing is true for the Coen Brothers. Like, there should be a Coen Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gambit comes out next year. It's written by them, but it's not directed. Uh, there's suppo- there should be a Coen Brothers movie, but we don't really know what it is yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah. after Fantastic Mr. Fox ended, they were talking about some movie that's like some pet project. So hopefully that's coming out soon. It's been enough time. So James, what were your looking forward to? Just- I'm no. I'm just gonna read this whole list of movies that I, I want to see next year, and you're gonna sit there for a second. So hold All on. Right. Uh, Haywire. Cabin in the Woods, Battleship, Prometheus, Brave, The Dark Knight Rises, G.I. Joe Retaliation, The Born Legacy, Avengers, Looper, Amazing Spider-Man, Total Recall, The Wettest Country in the World, Iron Sky comes out next year, Paranorman, Gambit, Resident Evil Retribution, Dread, The Twilight Zone, Skyfall, Ouija, Twilight Saga Part 2. No! <laughs> Gra- right, stop right stop. there. I can't wait, go on wait, with this. Wait, wait, wait. I can't stay silent. Battleship, really? <laughs> Gravity, Lincoln, World War Z, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, Kill Bin Laden, The Great Gatsby, Django Unchained, and This is 40. Okay, there are a few of them in there that are kind of jokey. Wait, 40 movies you just went off? No, no, no. This is 40 is the next... Um, uh, oh, shoot. What's his name? Um, the guy who did... Uh, uh, funny people and uh, Judd Apatow. Apatow. The next Judd Apatow movie is This Is Forty, um, but yeah, there are obviously a few jokes. I don't really want to see Ouija or <laughs> Battleship, but we probably will. Uh, I think that's an amazing list, and a Me lot too. of those are great movies. Um, especially, I, I made a point about Iron Sky. Iron Sky is this movie about uh, Nazis that are hiding on the moon, and they finally build spaceships and come back to attack the Earth. I've been wanting to see that movie forever. Uh, it's like an indie movie, so it'll be shit. But still, I am excited <laughs> about that. Uh, and Looper, I'm excited about. Prometheus and Cabin in the Woods is like one of these bl- dark horses that's just showing up and I can't wait to see it. Um, the Twilight Zone I'm interested in. Obviously The Hobbit. Uh, I'm surprisingly uh, uh, um, excited about The Great Gatsby. Uh, and then obviously all the stuff you listed. You know, The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah Spider-Man really for me. Sp- the absolutely. The Avengers. See? You don't have to look forward to everything. <laughs> no, I do. I think next year's going to be great. I think so, too. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Because um, I, I think that there are things on this list that I listed that may, you know, like Paranorman that, you know, looks interesting. Looks really that may end up being uh, on our top, uh, very close to the tops of our list next year. We'll decide um, in January 2013 how great 2012 was. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. You know. And now the moment all our fans have been waiting for. Oh, that's right. We have something to give away. We have a ten dollars gift. Save the only part they care about yeah. for last. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all skipped. They all skipped two and a half hours forward. Yeah. So we have the names of everybody who submitted on our Facebook page or Twitter. And thank you for submitting. And thank you for oh, submitting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and whoever wins this, we will send them a ten dollars gift card. Um, obviously, people live in different areas that submitted, so um, it's not just. There's different theater chain so uh once we talk to you let us know what chain you have so we can get you the right gift card because we yeah. don't want to give you an amc and you not have an amc <laughs> yeah. in your area right absolutely actually just let us know shake um, it really good because here tried to cheat oh i'm shaking it i'm <laughs> shaking it. it's in brad's top hat you can't see this in radio land but it's a really nice hat it's a top hat it's almost as nice as the envelopes you brought today <laughs> so um brad do you want to do the honors i don't think i should because it's my hat so I think all right james i'll do james, it james right, pull I'll it out it. read the name and their favorite movie this person's favorite movie was Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, and this person was Adam Smith. Hey, our friend Adam. 
Um, I actually um, picked Tucker and Dale because he listed like five movies. <laughs> so I, oh, okay. I put the one on there that I well, think I, should be no, his favorite yeah, movie. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good choice. I was really <laughs> excited when I saw who it was. Uh, that's cool. All right. Congrats, Adam. Congrats, Adam. Movie. Yeah, absolutely. One of our best friends just won. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. Uh, it was that not. That seems low. really shady. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do another one? Ah, uh, gosh. You know, I'll I'll get Adam a card. We should do someone else because it, it right. seems okay. like favoritism. So yeah, all right, um, cool. here, Ryan, you pick one. I'll, this time. I'll buy Adam a movie myself. <laughs> if it's my if wife, it, we'll, we'll. If get it's here, if yeah. it's here, we're gonna do this again too. Oh. <laughs> Did you pick your wife? No. This is. Alex and his favorite movie is Season of the Witch. <laughs> I said this guy couldn't win. Oh. So, um, Alex sent a funny story about how he was drunk when he saw it, so he doesn't really remember it. But he's pretty sure it's Season of the Witch. You know so, what? You know what? Actually, I was kind of hoping he would. Yeah. Like as mad as I am that anyone said that was their favorite movie, I think it's kind of cool. So I, I'm more than happy for this kid. So Alex will send you a message on um, Facebook or Twitter. He, he did through email, so we'll email you. He did through email, so we'll yeah. email you, and make sure you send us your address and what movie theater you'd like <laughs> your team to go or get your ticket to. Oh, um, so and yeah. if, you, if you happen yeah. to live anywhere close to Denver, you are free to come and see a movie with us. <laughs> yeah. No, not drunk, please. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that was really well, good. I'm actually really excited uh, about this. Jacob for submitting, and yeah. Sierra, and... Jacob, Sierra, uh, Shauna. What are the names of the people who uh, we don't Cliff. actually know? Jacob and Alex. Oh, Jacob, Jacob and Alex. Alex. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. So some of you don't yeah, know. Yeah, I am kind of excited that it was one of the people we don't know. Uh, it's just funny that it was him of all people. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for finding us and yeah, thanks. entering oh, our contest. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So thank you. Hey, Please tell your friends about this show. Yeah, this is Real Nerds. You can find us on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook. You can also read about our blog on Twitter. Uh, I mean on Twitter, on Tumblr, realnerds.tumblr.com. Um, sometime this week I will post all the movies I've watched with a grade on them so you can see how I came to my consensus on all 60 plus all 60 plus will be on there nice I'm um, gonna do I'm gonna do my top 20 there will probably be a few honorable mentions on there as well cool uh, I'm gonna post my list as well sure I guess once you guys are done <laughs> you can uh, follow us on twitter at real underscore nerds um, you can download us on iTunes um, real nerds podcast real nerds podcast thank you so much for listening and we can't wait to listen um, to continue this next year oh hey uh, speaking of next year um, Comic Con. Oh yeah. Well, we'll are talk you guys about interested? Well, as, are you guys interested in representing real nerds for Comic Con, San Diego? If I can, if I have the money to go. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you'll have the money to go, James. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's it's three or nothing. We can't. Yeah, I know. I totally want to go. I I wasn't saying that as cool. if I don't. We will go. Um, this has been T-shirts and everything. And Nebulous Visions and production. We should say, you know, it's the end of the year, and I, I should say, you know, this has been really, really cool. And even if it's true that no one is listening at all, or the weeks that fifty-four people are listening, this has been really fun, and I like doing this with you guys, even if we were just yeah, movies, just so. bullshitting is fun. And, um, actually, <laughs> yeah. I want to thank um, Brad for b- putting together all the awesome. Um, posters and oh, yeah. doing a great job editing. He's done an amazing job. Yeah, he, stuff for this he really has. Um, James for coming along on my journey. <laughs> I know this is, you know, I'll mentioned like, you know, Ryan Frost's Nerd Buddies, but I couldn't do it without you two. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Ryan. So thanks. This is Nebulous Visions production. I don't know what we're going to see next week because I have, don't think anything comes oh, out. We've all, we, we've all been a little bit uh, uh, busy with these lists as well, so I don't so, think yeah, we've so, all been looking um, forward. I will post what we're going to see. Um, we might watch a movie at home because I don't know what comes out. 
Uh, oh no, Haywire comes out next week. Right? Oh yeah, no, Haywire's next week. We'll see week. Haywire next yeah, week. Yeah, no, we're totally seeing Haywire, dude. Um, so we'll see Haywire, so stay tuned for that. Um, until then, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you in 2012. Bye. Yeah, it's 2012 already. <laughs> <laughs>